Material Components. Episode 98, The World's a Stage. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gergoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Mm. Thanks for having us. Howdy. Uh, hey, everybody. I am Olivia, and I will be playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. I'm Elliot, and I am playing Cherish Ironstrike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. I am Michael, and I'm playing Sid Emberlight, half-elf rogue. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Grob, the Hobgoblin Warlock. Indeed. And of course, before we begin today's session, I would like to ask the same thing I ask every time. And that is, do you remember what happened last time? Adventure. Clowns. We're in Stormhaven again! All of those things are true. I got hit in the face with a flaming, flaming juggle. Juggling pen. I don't, juggling mm. pen, sure. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Changed my life forever. I now have a deep resentment towards uh, jugglers. <laughs> and I got hit well, in the body just now? by your sword. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's we an honor. Some- Bards Guild folks, and between the flaming juggling pins and all of the mind magic and the trying to summon a demon, it was quite a quite a brawl. It's true, and uh, the worst part of it all is it seems as though this incident was incidental to y'all's arrival to Stormhaven. This is just something mm-hmm. that was going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to decide if it's better that it's incidental or if it was planned for when we showed up. Because I feel like it would be worse. I don't know. I mean, we, I mean we, know, we know that there's just like straight up gang warfare going on in Stormhaven. And the according to Captain Keel, the Haven Guard are like uh, struggling to keep a lid on the situation. And so it yeah. kind of makes sense that people that like, especially the Bards Guild who are trying to like cause mass chaos would be like, Hey, fuck these guys. Yeah. And apparently I- two of the largest factions that are battling are the Teamsters and the Alchemists. And the Bards are just kind of like pulling puppet strings to like make everybody fight each other or something. For what purpose? We have no idea. Are there puppeteers in the Bards Guild? Is that another uh, sub-genre of Bards? Oh, 100%. Oh, certainly. Oh, yes. Yeah. Now, and there are, are subdivisions kind of like... within the puppeteers. Yeah, I was going to okay, say. Okay, yeah, Shadow yeah. ones, marionettes, kind mm, of soft ones. Shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, okay. Felt uh, uh, educational puppets are nothing to sneeze at. There, so there's the play about the Threadless, obviously, that we all know about, but there's also a puppet parody that is very mm-hmm. popular and just... Yeah so much worse <laughs> somehow it's, 
It's worse acting wise, but it is more factually correct. (laughs) And therefore, yeah, and and therefore, way less popular. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yes, how do they know? (laughs) You found yourself in the midst of a gaggle of murder clowns. Uh, that's not true. You haven't met the murder clowns yet. Uh, these were just, uh, murderous, demon-summoning acrobats and performance artists who were trying to performance art a demon straight into the middle of the Haven Guard headquarters. I hate improv everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) You never know when a demon's just gonna pop up in the middle of the street. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's 2020. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so that was fun. Oh, we ran into an old friend of ours, uh, a, a one-armed fella who we ran into. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we ran. <laughs> you, yes, you, you say did, a friend. <laughs> you did run him through. I think is the term you were looking for. That's what it was. I always get those two confused. Uh, yeah, he dead now. Actually, he's worse than dead. He is a <laughs> a fake, truly, <laughs> truly you know, worse than death. You know what I was thinking about is like how fucked up it is that we last time we met him, we separated <laughs> him from his god, which was really traumatic for him clearly, and then he came oh back, and then we did it again. Well, you know what? He, he didn't. You know what? It's his fault for not learning his lesson the first time. That's true. That is true. <laughs> when you double dip into the occult, there's nothing we can do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and while you were at it, of course, you did save the life of Commander Preet Keel, uh, Commander of the Haven Guard. You Narrowly avoiding a uh, devil being summoned. That's true. You did uh, prevent that. That was uh, that was very good. It was it was on the edge there. Yeah. Um, but you managed to stop it, and in doing so, put a stop to the plans of the the Bard's Guild rabble rousers in their attempts to you know really light a spark in one of the few safe districts left in Stormhaven. That would do it. And then Remember? we retreated to the sewers. Yep. <laughs> Just like. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and uh, bef- but before we went into the sewers, we found a a note on the corpse of the one armed man, mm-hmm. who I realize I don't know if we ever got a name. Nope. For him. No. Um, <laughs> We're just fucking up his life. We may, can we uh. can your hemo goblins um, talk? No. No, oh. but the last time you made one, didn't you get like a weird eldritch printout of like his whole life story? Close inspection of the uh the inspectors, as they're also called, uh, <laughs> would reveal that the the essence that they are made of, if you look close, the weird swirling blood patterns on their bodies are in fact their life story. Oh. That's really cool. Um, but also not what I was going to say. Um, we found a note on our, our good friend, um, that says fury demands. We move up our timetables, burn the nest of rats, burn out the nest of rats. Um, so 
whatever whatever they're doing, whatever plan they have, everything is moving forward, um, which is really, really, really good news. <laughs> good, good for them. Yeah. Well, way they're to getting go. it done. God, they're just they so efficient. Certainly are. <laughs> uh, so, in the meantime, you uh, left Commander Keel behind to deal with the apparently mass putting to sleep not in that sense, of the Haven Guard garrison here. They had been literally put to sleep by some sort of magic in order to catch them unawares. And it was only the fact that Commander Kia was meeting you all in the Wizard's Tower that prevented him from meeting the same fate. Which, like, I gotta say, that is very, very hashtag Bard's Guild. Like, oh, we're gonna put them all to sleep, and then instead of just going in there and stabbing them, we're gonna summon a demon. To kill them all in the most dramatic possible fashion. It's very extra, yes. For the theater. Well, set the mood. Mm-hmm. But least ways... I can't wait to kill these people. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking thespians. <laughs> I know. I, I say that as some of us have, like, you know, spent years in the theater. Like, quite, yeah. quite a few of us. Kill, kill your own. Kill your own. Oh, no. But, of course, you then made your escape into the city of Stormhaven. Two of your companions, Judas Unpalm and Talila Bleachtongue, having gone out ahead of you to run down the survivors of your encounter to make sure that nobody knew that the Threadless were still in town. and that, You know, like uh, heroes do. Yeah. And Talila did it with gusto. Mm. Oh, and so also Talila George. never claimed to be a hero. <laughs> That's true. She did claim to be the heroine. <laughs> Helping the heroine. Help. Helping yeah. the heroine. Right. Just An please, accessory. Please. The heroine's <laughs> assistant. She's heroine. Apprentice. Yeah. The heroine's Ooh. apprentice. Heroine's. That's, that's my new Victorian era mystery novel. The heroine's yeah. apprentice. I like that. Yeah. I like that. yeah. <laughs> but yes, thankfully now the element of surprise secure yet again. You strike out into the streets of Stormhaven with the intent of heading towards the center of town where you know the fighting is at its worst and where you presume more clues about what precisely the cult's ultimate goals may be found. Well, a lot of presuming. A lot of presuming. Lot. There's been yeah. an endless amount of presumption going on <laughs> in this game, and I That's look forward got. to that continuation. <laughs> I just assume that we know nothing and it's going to stay that way. No amount of like Mike handing us breadcrumbs is going to be like, we figured it out. I've had whole sessions where characters with lots of information have just asked, answered all your questions. Mm-hmm. Say we Dad, did just have one of those. We did, but we didn't ask about this cult specifically. That mm -hmm. is true. Because we're smart. <laughs> to be fair. There was really only the one dude who had a very good idea of what is up with this cult specifically, and he died. And he died. He, he and died. you killed him, Mike, <laughs> with your evil plastic dice. <laughs> uh, just, just a little, like, uh, Somehow a little, I think those like, were the bone ones. Uh, pulling back the curtain just a little bit is that Mike did ask me before that session which 
topic I wanted to talk about with Jeremiah Payne first. And I was like, oh, this will be totally fine. We'll get to both of them and it'll be groovy. And then he fucking died. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> yeah, no, this game would have gone a much different direction if you'd learned about the, the space cult stuff first. Oh, man. But What would life be like if we had learned about space cult stuff first? Who knows, but... What is for certain is that you would, in fact, have no idea who it was you were now facing off against in the city of Stormhaven. Because it Yeah, I was, was about to say, we learned a shit ton about the cult. We did. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. Jeremiah. About its origins, just not so much about what the fuck they're trying to do. Yeah. Well, that, that could help, though. But that now finds you... In the city of Stormhaven, in a secure location in the Underhaven, specifically. Below the area of Dustwater known as Brackish Court. Above you, the large mansion-slash-keep that now serves as the city's biggest prison. Uh, but below, you have found the secure place to rest, and in doing so, you have spent the early hours of the morning and much of the late morning in sleep or whatever passes for sleep in the encroaching silence below Stormhaven. Though I guess when you all take a long rest, I of course have to ask if any business needs to occur in the depths of dream. Business, business, you know, business. You know, Mike, I'm, I'm glad you asked. Uh, I haven't specifically mentioned mm-hmm. that Sid uses the restroom, but like, I, I should, right? You know, because it's been... The entire campaign, and I haven't mentioned it once, it's which true. means that Sid is—he's been holding it this whole time. I'm yeah. Very let's impressed. let's Sid's let's plumb the depths of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh, every, please elaborate. Yeah, every session I've been rolling a Constitution saving throw to see if I can hold it in, and I've been I've been doing really good so far. So let's. Nat, uh, all the net twenties have gone yeah, to this. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, no, uh, go ahead, Reed. Oh, I I really wanted to hear the rich fiction uh, of uh, Sid's floating teeth. <laughs> no, but uh, the thing that uh, Grawl would like to do uh, tonight is, given the recent uh, acquisition of that letter um, about Fury, um, no one here knows anything about anyone named Fury, right? Like, that's not just me. Cool, great. Anything cool. that I can yeah, recall. Yeah. Not even okay. with my keen mind, I don't per- think. Perhaps right. a perhaps a history role on all of our parts to see if we can remember hearing about it. Well, I'd, I'd... I'm going to save you all the role and let you know that it's... there has not been anyone named Fury, as far as you can tell. Uh, okay. The, the adjective, obviously, is uh, a well-known commodity. Sure. But this was like... Was this, like, in the letter, it was, like, was it a name, like, capitalized and stuff like that? It was also the beginning of the sentence, so who knows? it could have been, yeah. Yeah. I didn't write it down. There wasn't any, like, indication that it was a person, um, despite all of our Nick Fury jokes when we (laughs) first heard the letter. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm going to spend uh, the night... uh, doing some uh, research in the archive, the dream archive, uh, to figure out 
if there's any information on anything referred to as Fury. And I have a new friend to help me. It's true, you do. You now have a plus four to investigation rolls. All right, which equates to a plus three, because I'm smart. It's true. Okay. So you spend your evening finding your way down the spiral stairs to the dream version of the archive, that shadowed place in which the specters aid you in your research and the creature Mott lurking within the shadows. And I rolled a 12 plus uh, 3 is a 15. Okay. There are so many things that are referred to as the Fury or a Fury. There are certain guardians within substrates of the Nine Hells that are referred to as Furies. Uh, there are creatures called Irenes, which are sometimes referred to as Furies. There are numerous fiends, both of the devilish and Yugoloth persuasions that are referred to as such-and-such such the Fury. The, the extreme number of things referred to as Furious or the Fury or uh, as Furies. There's quite a few. Very, you, you don't really find any references to something that is just capital F Fury as its moniker, though. Okay. That doesn't help at all. Um, did, uh, hmm. I'm trying to figure out a way in which the, uh, that I can like whittle down some of my like search parameters. It could be, well, I, I'm not there. You're, you're here spiritually. Like you're in my mind. You're always, ah, ah, Sid, is that you? Sid bird. Devils from Kenya. Devils from Kenya. That's probably not it. I can't be it. Yeah, uh, probably uh, narrow the search down by like specific layers of hell. Mm. Perhaps Cania, uh, the voice in my head just told me that. <laughs> Weird. Even as you specify and start reading up on devils specifically from Cania, uh, nothing specific jumps out at you in terms of something referred to as simply fury. Again, there's... Irenes are a type of devil. They exist in Cania that are sometimes referred to as Furies. There okay. are uh, Yugoloths, these, like, fiendish mercenaries that kind of play both sides of the blood war against each other. Uh, sometimes there is something called a uh, a Sorrow Sworn, which an aspect of them is sometimes referred to as Furious. But, well, yeah, beyond that, you don't really find anything specific where something just referred to as Fury is concerned. Okay. Spending that doing this, you do gain a, a bit of a 
understanding of just how broad and sweeping certain fiendish uh, hierarchies are, you were not quite aware of just how broad the forces of hell are arrayed. The, the numerous types of devils that exist is pretty staggering. And looking in, even just those represented in Cania is pretty terrifying. And you do learn a little bit about Cania itself in this research. You know that it is a, a frozen wasteland, not because that's just the way it is, but that's because that's the way it has been kept. Beneath those layers of ice are hundreds and thousands of fortresses, laboratories, things bent towards magical research that will, in theory, help the devils in their, quote-unquote, victory in the Blood War. The master of that place is apparently a a keen scholar of the arcane, and so having a giant barren wasteland of ice and snow is useful for uh, experimentation. Keeping the bodies chilled. Sometimes. Keeping the ser servers cool. You don't want those overheating. Arcane super weapons detonated in the middle of a city for a test can be expensive. Arcane super weapons detonated in the middle of an arctic wasteland for testing purposes a bit more efficient. As you are finishing up your research, somewhat frustrated by the lack of any revelations, you feel a knocking somewhere hmm. off in the shelves. There's a hissing, clicking sound as Mott's presence is made known. But you hear this knocking. It's not the similar to the telephone ring of Finebrook wanting something. Someone is trying to communicate with you telepathically. In this Lovely. dream space. Hello. You allow them to communicate? Why not? Let's see how this goes. Okay. A voice will say, So, finally allowing me to speak. Excellent. Yeah, well, I was bored, so. No, it's good. It's good. I apologize for how our last interaction ended. Well, things kind of exploded, so yes. not exactly. What was that about? Um, lightning. Hmm. Lightning and an angel. Intriguing. Sure. Leastways... And you will see, coming around the corner of one of the stacks, a figure, seemingly unaware of 
his surroundings. He reaches out with a hand as though he's walking blindly, even though you can clearly see the shelves that he is walking between. But he will come around a corner and seems to see you at the very least. And you see the slender form of Phineas Finebrook in his well-tailored suit, his thin mustache, his slightly thinning hair covered by a rounded hat. And his eyes will sparkle as he sees you. Huh. Well then. Let's not beat around the bush. I have a proposition. Go on. I have recently become aware of certain facts about you and your patron. Shocker. <laughs> the Azamar you spoke with seemed to destroy my censor at a certain point, but I'm sure you guessed that I was listening in. We didn't want to assume, but, you know, probably, probably you. Yes, well, the information I was made aware of is decidedly valuable to my masters. I want to thank you for that, though I suppose I should be thanking your friend Sid, was it? He has lots of names. Don't worry about it, really. <laughs> we'll come up with a new one soon enough. Yes, that was a rather long-term investment on my part. But leastways, I was simply curious about what it would mean to you if certain other parties became aware of your intentions. And who are you referring to? Atticus Carter. Yep, that's the big one. Okay. Elliot's giving me the hands over here, just like, oh yeah, who else could it be? But hey, you never I told y'all. Hey, I don't know. Maybe he's like talking about like Jeffathy or whatever. Maybe if he told Jeffathy what was going it on, it would be very shit valuable would for Jeffathy yeah. to know your location. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. Your precious Jeffathy. The golden light. Don't you touch him. Um, yeah, that would probably be pretty high on the things I'd rather not happen. Hmm. Seems to be a bit of an extensive list lately. Yeah. What is it worth to you? this secret 
I mean, the city's pretty big. We could be anywhere, really. So you're in the city, then? If we were in the city, we could be underneath the city. We could be above the city. I am the Nicole. city. I don't know. Nicole, you dumb piece of... Hey, hey, hey. You're not here. I know I'm stupid. Well, that does make things rather more difficult for you, doesn't it? Uh, at this point, potato, potato. <laughs> yes. But I guess it comes down to is this simply small potatoes, or is it worth something more valuable to you? This knowledge that I possess, that could easily find its way to the Bard's Guild? So, if I don't want this information getting out, what do I have to give you in return? I think you know. I crisp high five. I, I can do that. Let us not play games any longer, Grawl. I am terribly weary of dancing about your idiocy. Does that bug you? You know what? Does that's it bug fair. you a little bit? Like, like a little bit. The rage I feel that you, of all creatures, have access to that place could consume a sun. Do you want to talk no about good, it? Though. I want what you have. Really? You do you want that? It's not very exciting. It's pretty empty, really. I want access to the archive. And if you do not want Atticus Carter to know of your intentions, you will give me that access. Do I need to explain it any simpler for you? Yeah, break it break it down for me. I'm I'm really confused here. I'm I I don't quite get it. Mm. Very well. If that's how it's going to be, then that's how it's going to be. Talk slower, please. It's the funny thing about dreams, Grawl. You're never quite sure how long they last. Could feel like a week, a month, a lifetime before you awake. And there are so many things that one might accomplish in a time like that, in a place where thought is power. I need you to give me an intelligence saving throw. 
Mm. I was going to hang up on him, but I didn't want to interrupt you. You're good at being menacing. Ooh, that's really good, actually. Um, 19 plus 3 for saving throws. So that is a 22. Okay. You only take 8 psychic damage. That's fine. As he makes a gesture and twists with a hand, and you feel something stabbing at your brain. But you grit your teeth and resist. Like a mosquito in here? Something? Anyone feel that? Did you get that? Fine, then. You've chosen the path of pain. So be it. Enjoy your stay. Try the veal. Hang up. And he slowly dissolves into darkness of the archive. Oh, I'm so good. I wave. I wave. As he disappears. And his eyes just drilling towards you until they're the last things that fade of his body are those two bright blue eyes of his. And behind him, down the aisle, you see in the distant shadows the dim outline the greenish glow of the hunched form of Mott staring at you through the dissolving form of Phineas Finebrook. A hissing click rolls through the darkened archive. It sounds satisfied. And you wake up. So do I get a long rest or do I not get a long rest? You get a long rest. After this. Okay. But you yeah, wake hey, up hey. with eight less hit points than you might have normally. Ah, bummer. Bummer. Okay. Damn. Just eight. Okay. You wake to find the rest of your companions slowly coming to as well. Uh, if anything, and actually, no, you'd be woken up by uh, Tirza for last watch. So, Grawl, I don't know if there's anything Shit. that needs to be done uh, on your watch. I was going to say, ah, oh, great. Good morning, everybody. We have all the time in the world. No one knows <laughs> we're here. <laughs> You're right. No one knows we're here. Anyways, have a good nap. <laughs> I would I, I wouldn't glaze oh, over that fact. <laughs> Eventually everyone does wake up having received a long rest. Ooh. As you're coming to, you see that George has disappeared. And is, Tal is Talila here? Talila is still here, and she okay. is sitting or laying down in the little, like, pile of cloth she made, and her body is wrapped around that strange obsidian skull that uh, you've seen her hold several times. Hmm. 
And she is very happy to have a long rest because she didn't have a lot of hit points left. But I was, I was gonna gonna hand some of those to her, and then she, she and Judah were like, "Okay, we gotta go. Bye." But uh, as she wakes up, you see her put the skull to one side and her uh, strange black book to the other. And she waves a hand and the book opens on its own and pages start flitting one after the other, her other hand cast towards the skull. And she'll ask, how big should George be today? Ooh, great question. Um, yeah, actually. Um, it should be... Like an eel. <laughs> That's not how it works, Tirza. Silly. I just, I just think that would be the most upsetting to, to watch. <laughs> well, we're going to be in these tunnels, so it should at least fit in these tunnels. Oh, George can fit through the tunnels. Well, then you make George as large as you want. Okay. That's but perhaps no bigger than he was last time. Oh, that's as big as I can make him for now. Okay. For now. Can't wait. <laughs> okay. Then she will use a sixth level spell slot to make George as big as she can. Oh yeah. And a sixth and a fifth to. and a couple of fourths. And a couple of thirds. And, and a dash of white pepper. Most of her other spell slots. Okay. She now has one spell slot of each level except for sixth, which she use uses to make George. Oh, but he's a beautiful boy. But he is an <laughs> enormous boy and is a sack of hit points. <laughs> Good. So, you're all awake. You're all rested. Ready to confront this day. It is still the first of bloom, albeit in late morning, still before noon. You are in the Underhaven, beneath Brackish Court. Is it dark in this room that we're in? is as light as any of you have made it. When you wake up, you would find Judah would have kindled a small light in his palm. Okay. Because I was going to say, if there's like a box or a portion of a beam or something, I can cast light on it. Yeah, you can do that too. Um, most of you have dark vision, though Except Judah Except for Tirza. Mostly yeah. for Tirza. Judah and Tirza are definitely without. Oh, I, I guess I thought Judah did. Mm -mm. Glad I, uh, glad I had that opportunity to take that dark vision tattoo, and I didn't. And now we're going through tunnels. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Um. But thank you. I appreciate that, Elliot. Uh, Grawl, did you um take a trip to the archive? Yeah, 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 I did. Mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. Did you learn did. anything? Did you find out anything? Uh, yeah, not the information we're all going to want to hear, really. Mm. 
So, yeah, so buckle up. Everyone's probably going to want to sit down for this because it's going to make everyone kind of want to stand up. It's not not good. I don't understand what that term is. Hobgoblin. It's hobgoblin. (laughs) Like a belt? Yeah, yeah. Hobgoblins are famous. Buckling on your armor because you got to get ready for the impact. Oh, I see. That, that totally not a Jarashir yeah. term. I've never heard it before. No, no it is. It is goblin in origin. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I speak, I speak goblin, you. so I have mm-hmm. a oh, yeah. basic understanding oh. of the idioms. Um. Well. Uh. Looked up fury. There's a lot of furies, so that was kind of like needle in a needle stack. It's hard to find the one. So, yeah, uh, but our friend Finebrook popped up, uh, wanting to make a deal. Um, I may have let slip that we might be somewhere in or around the vicinity of the city. I might, I might have, I don't know. I, he wanted access in exchange for not informing Atticus Carter of our uh, current location. So well, he knows our exact location. No, as far as I know, he doesn't. I didn't say, "Hey, we're hanging out." Blah 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 blah. But you mentioned we were in Stormhaven. I didn't say we were, but they he could probably infer that we were. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not it. I mean, they right? Like I said, when big place. I mean, like, well, like I said, when he when we found out the you know bug thing was on Sid, like, yeah. right. I was kind right. of expecting this. Him knowing right. we're already in the city is not ideal, but. Yeah. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. If Atticus Carter doesn't know that we're coming for him. Yet, then I we have now. been gravely overestimating him. <laughs> Although, or maybe he underestimates he... us. Not, not to mention, I did think about this after yesterday, but we don't know how long it takes for people to rematerialize the cultists. That is, that's true. So, right, all of those people that we. <laughs> you know the one's not coming back. I feel good about that. I, well, I don't feel bad about that. I should say. Judah, I will say maybe you should. Yeah, like yeah, dog, dog. Do you, do you want to talk about it? <laughs> no, no, I don't. Well, okay. We know that whatever their plans are. It's being moved forward for whatever reason. But we still don't know what their plans are. We don't, we have no idea what their intentions are within the city, uh, other than so chaos. So I think the first thing we need to do is figure that out. Are we waiting on more information from Commander Keel, or should we contact him about it? Do we have the information of the the locations of the three? Was it three warehouses? 
It's a no. Was, he was. You don't he know. was going to get that. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. When everything. Yeah, happened. but then we had to make a quick exit. Okay. Yeah, I mean, ho- hopefully he will realize that that information is still important, and he can still contact any of us. Yeah, but he can only deliver twenty-five words per day. Well, yeah, maybe he wants he'll set up a meeting. If there's more than he can convey in a message. Yeah. Yeah, I wish we would have been able to get that information before we left. It's true, but we still do have a lead. I mean, we still could go try to find Cesario, and we know that whatever information there is to be had, it's probably in Old Haven. I mean, it most definitely is. Um, Cherish, do you still have those files from the Harriman killings? Mm-mm. No? You gave those back to... Did we give those back to yeah. Commander Keel? Oh, shit. But... Is that less than a month ago? Yeah. Like, Cherish is the file. Um... And I also wrote everything down, so... That's true. You did copy most of it, yes. Trish, go to your mind palace. Uh. <laughs> really enough, it looks a lot like Kania. Hmm. No, it doesn't. Oh, oh, no. Don't be a jerk. <laughs> Boop, where are my killing notes? Here we go. Doop, doop, doop. Um, I'm just trying to think because it it was mentioned. I remember the warehouses being mentioned by Commander. Oh boy. Where? All right. Well. I, I'm just not going to remember that. Um, I being Sid uh, and also the player. Um, so, yeah, I think our best bet is uh, we have two pocket watches currently. Is that mm-hmm. is that correct? Okay. Yes. So one. Mine will probably be used to contact Cesario and try and set up a meeting place. Um, I don't, I I know that I can trust him, but perhaps the Bard's Guild has him on watch. Um, or, I mean, we saw them use mind control magic yesterday. So, I mean, who knows? We can't be too careful, but. Um, I still think we should set up something. He's probably our best bet to tell us what's going on. Um, And then the other pocket watch uh, can either be used to contact Commander Keel uh, uh, or one of us can try or we can try and contact Rigel Goodbody and maybe get a hold of the old mage. Oh, yeah. That is... Judah will say, 
And let's not forget that Camion is somewhere in the city. Yeah. It's very true. <laughs> Although Camion has a pocket watch. This is true. Correct? Yeah, they could check in with us, you know, yeah. when they need to. I get the feeling that they will let us know when they're here. I hope. I mean, the thing is, is this little bird worked pretty well for... Did I get that back? It eventually came back, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was about to be like, oh wait, did Darren Dunn's busted dragon magic just make me a one-use message bird? <laughs> Just um, one, or just one way. Like it goes yeah. there, but then you have to go get it. <laughs> it gets tired. Sleepy. Um, I can use this to send a message to Commander Keel. That's true. Again, I'm. No, Judah got back to me. Was able to get back to me, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we could do both. Okay. Well, then that's what we should do. So, what's first? Um, let's set up the meeting with Cesario and messaging Commander Keel should be first. Probably okay. do those simultaneously. I should. Yeah. Again, I don't know how well this thing works. I should probably find a place to get back topside to send the bird. Mm hmm. Uh yeah, that's a that's a good point. Um I can try and we can just move forward a little bit and try and find a, a grate or something that we can sort of throw it up through. Um okay. <laughs> it's been empty. Yeet Yeet <laughs> Uh okay, let me try and craft a message here. As you're all uh, coming up with these messages, are you moving out? Are you staying in this secluded area for the time being? I think we can definitely move out. Okay, I'm going to try that. and think of... The Bard's Guild is in Hall Hill, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not in Old Haven, but it's... Uh, Pretty dang close. Um, I am going to... I mean, it is in Old Haven, technically. I guess technically in Old Haven. Old but Haven it is, is just yeah, the fortified town that was originally the settlement. Yeah. Um, I am going to think of a... I'm trying to think of a... a um, a spot that Cesario and I worked. Um, I guess that we don't even know where we are yet. Um, we know we're under Brackish Court. Um, you think you're somewhere beneath the prison. But we don't have a specific idea in mind. So I think we should press forward until we can get into Old Haven uh, so I can get my bearings. And then I'll try and set up a meeting with Cesario once I know where we are. Okay. Does that sound like, does that sound good? Yeah. Uh, it, it should be somewhere that like, if it turns out this does break bad, 
that we are maybe uh, like somewhere where we can escape back into the Underhaven quickly or is yeah. like yeah. I'm assuming yeah. Stid knows good meeting places because he was a crime baby in Storm in Stormhaven. I that is uh, highly offensive, but very true. Yes, oh, um, <laughs> that was fine. That's um, the thing that Sid finally takes offense to. Oh, I've been taking baby. offense to all of it, but I just haven't uh, voiced my mm. all of what? Okay, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> uh, it's one word, right? What is Stormhaven? Yes. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Crime Baby. I didn't know if that was one. (laughs) (laughs) Crime Baby. So, vacating this location, you are making your way towards Old Haven. Are you staying in the Underhaven to do so? You know that you can at least get to the river while remaining underground. That is true. Once you're to the river, you kind of have to either go much deeper into the Underhaven to circumvent the river... Or get up onto the surface and cross the bridge. Very true. Um, if we are, if we were to get up, um, if we were to go up right before the river, would that still be in Brackish Court, or would that be outside of Brackish Court? Technically, you'd be in the neighborhood of Brackish Court. Uh, you're kind of in the uh, old Bulwark neighborhood, but Brackish Court's kind of that whole area. Yeah. Um, at least until you cross the river into Old Haven. Yeah. I, I just don't want to, like, pop up in a prison. You no, know. no, 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 no. Yeah. The, the, the prison's large, but it doesn't, like, sprawl for hundreds of city blocks or anything. Yeah. And by the time you got to the river, you'd be moving for at least an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Normally it would be much it would be about 3 hours but because of your urchin powers you can get there quicker. Yeah. Good old urchin powers. Mm-hmm. Um and then it's uh I checked my pocket watch. Um what what time is it now? It is 11:16. 11:16. Broad daylight. Um and we need to not be seen and we're about to make our way into a war zone. Um, well, that it's less agitated during the day. That is true. Although that was, I, I know he said it was worse at night, but what was he saying? Cause obviously old Haven is a different story than the Dustwater di- district. Dustwater we- got worse at night, but it's still mostly secure. Old Haven, the Haven Guard has effectively abandoned. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, So what it's like, you don't really know. Okay, so that's a good thing to not pivot on, but like focus on. So are we contacting Commander Keel to meet with him? In person? Or... I mean, that's a fair point. I mean, we... We should do that first before we get too far. Yeah. Should we retcon 
heading towards uh, Brackish Court and and head back towards. Or even just uh, we can hang out and then message Keel and say, "Hey, can you meet up? Can we still get that information?" Oh do yeah. Like, uh, do, do you like me? Check yes or no. Check yes or no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We yeah, I mean I mean we could do that. We would have to wait here if everybody's fine with that. Um obviously plans are moving forward, uh unforeseen plans, but uh yeah, I mean I can go figure out where we are really quick. I'll just find a, a way up. Sure. Come back come back down. Uh all right, yeah, I'll do that. Um I turn into John Humanman and um, I stupid fucking bucket hat. <laughs> uh, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna head up real quick. Just try and figure out where specifically I am. Is Sid striking out on his own. Yeah, I'll be back in a bit. I got this. Oh, okay. never mind. I won't let that one yet. That party. Okay. Uh, heading up through the Underhaven to try to find the surface. Give me a survival check with advantage. Sure, sure. You're on your home turf. Uh, those are bad rolls, though. Uh, two fours. Um, thanks, advantage. I like how uh, the dice gods, who are very real, um, double crit me last time and now are giving me two fours. Um, thanks, Orange Jesus. Uh, six. Six is my total. It becomes very clear very quick as you are moving up through the layers of this place that you mm -hmm. are quickly approaching the underside of a literal prison. Oof. You think you are directly under Brackish Court itself. The latrines. And it well, becomes very obvious when you hit a dead end that has been welded shut to the point where you cannot ascend any higher because this has clearly been put here to stop prisoners from getting away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, at the very least, I know where I am. I guess I'm heading back. <laughs> and in the distance at this grate, you can hear the, the rough sounds of a fight in the distance. You're not quite sure what it is you're hearing, but there is the, the sounds of someone shouting and some kind of combat happening. But you are separated by a thick wrought iron gate that has been fixed into the mortar here. Yeah, not even my elven lineage can help me here through that shit. Um, Alright, well, I will... Yeah, I guess I will... Defeated... <laughs> By by a sewer, I will head back <laughs> to my party. Okay. I guess uh, the other thing is we can just tell Commander Keel that we're just heading into Old Haven and that we wish him well. Uh, it's true. It's mostly about acquiring the information that he was going to get for us. Yeah. Yeah. Which, if he... I mean, so, to be fair, he can respond, and then he could also send us a message. It would just mm -hmm. only True. be... Approximately 40, many words. 50 words. 
you should ask him the addresses of the uh, warehouses owned by Atticus Carter. That's a good he idea, can, Sid. He can, he can send that in a message. Yep. So you do that? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I think that we we kind of go back with the what we were doing at first, which was getting to the bridge. And then once we get topside, I will send that message. Okay. So you want to stick to the Underhaven until you get to the Haven flow and then go to the surface. Yeah. Okay. That is not difficult. Uh, sticking to the underground here, finding your way through the passages isn't difficult per se, but it is treacherous at times. The quick pathways that Sid might be able to find topside by like cutting through neighborhoods and shortcuts is somewhat reduced by the fact that you are having to move slowly and carefully over sections of Undercity that are not exactly safe. Hmm. Nothing is trying to murder you here, but you do pass places where venturing any farther down certain hallways, you'll notice that there are encampments down here. People live in the Underhaven. Uh, and in the District of Mason's Way, in fact, most of the Underhaven has been converted into homes. Uh, there are large underground neighborhoods in Mason's Way. But here, then especially once you get closer and closer to the river, it's mostly just little squatters encampments and uh, like places where people without homes have made homes for themselves. So it's a lot of having to like almost run into those camps and maybe backtracking to not go through encampments full of people that might recognize you. Admittedly, these people aren't the sorts of people who would maybe be able to afford to go see a play. So the odds of them recognize you are probably very low, but depends if you want to risk it. They have seen the puppet show, though. They might have seen the puppet show, it's true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What's what's weird is they recognize John Humanman. (laughs) (laughs) He has one of those faces. He does. Yeah. Yeah. So you can either do this very quickly and get to the, uh, the the Eastern Haven Flow Bridge in about an hour and a half, or you can take it slowly and eat up three hours of the day doing this slow but carefully. There we go. You think we should book it? Is there down here that we can't handle? I say, not knowing what's down here that we can't handle. As Tirza trips on a brick and flies into a puddle. I think that's I think that's what it is. Um Got one vote just, for if, press on. If if their pace has increased, so should ours. Agreed. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Weird. So here and there, you'll pass through these encampments. People will glance up at you, uh, ragged, downtrodden folk who, for the most part, you can see these aren't people fighting inter-guild faction battles to see who's going to come out on top among the wealthy in Stormhaven. These are people who are just retreating from the surface to get away from the conflict that's happening. These are the people who would be living off of the scraps of Dustwater or Old Haven, but now have retreated underground to try to escape the violence. 
They'll look up at you with forlorn faces, but other than that, they won't pass comment or ask anything of you. The giant bone golem following in your wake really reduces the amount of hands extended in asking for charity. <laughs> I didn't even which, think about which is, which I didn't is so, even think about that. Which, which is so funny because even before you said that, I was going to say it's a good thing I got all my money back because Tirza gives money to as many people as she can before she runs out. <laughs> How much money do you have? I have 67 golds. I mean, you could very easily bad. give all of that away. I don't know what you're... Uh, I will... On, I will. Yeah, I mean, well, Tirza is <laughs> not holding onto it for anything. I will keep right. 10. Okay. Do you want to share with the, the class? Do you, do you bring enough for everyone? Grawl sticks his hand out. Are you going to use it for Grawl? I don't know. Grawl, the, Grawl these people are suffering and in yeah. a war zone. We're in a war zone. We yeah, but were we're in battle last night. I don't know. We might not make it out. If you like sharing. Yeah, so why would wait, we might not make it out. So why would I give Well, you let me money? let me re, let me re clarify. <laughs> you three might not make it out. Girl, this is not a fight you're going to win. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I was I was also gonna say cherish uh let's see. I will match Tears's uh 57. I don't have a lot of money. Let me see what I got. And again, Uh, this is not necessarily to one person. There are encampments of four people past them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think it's, yeah, Tears are just gives here and there before. I don't think I can give Omatep store credit. I'm not not trying to (laughs) guilt any of you people. I just, the thought also occurred to me, like, yeah. Oh, you're not, you're not guilting me. Um, I have lived in very similar conditions as these people. So, um, so as I, I, I have 20, um, gold to give out actually, no, I have 30, I have 30 gold to give out as I'm, um, handing, uh, money to people. I I just want to talk to them, um, and just kind of get a general consensus of, what's been happening in the city. Um, I know they've been hiding out down here, but maybe I can get some, some information from, from people down here as I'm handing out money. Yeah, absolutely. There's an old half orc that you run into at kind of a, a crossroads in the sewers. It is a kind of a shanty town made up of planks running across sewage drainage. Um, to the point where you have these almost bridges constructed at this crossroads in the sewers that are made out of old wood and stone piled up in the filthy water to make support struts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Combine that with several large uh, tarp-roofed and uh, thin wood-siding huts that are about here. It's a a relatively large encampment for Underhaven dwellers. But this half-orc who you're showing some generosity to will gladly give you the time of day and talk to you a little bit. Um, Asking after what's been happening, you definitely get the sense that 
whatever it was that destroyed Godsboro in Old Haven set off a, a, a match that started this explosion. The death of the Lord Mayor certainly didn't help, but what really got things going was when Godsboro was destroyed and Old Haven was sort of in chaos, there were people trying to assert control over the situation that basically forced the issue. Uh-huh. And as I've said before, two factions uh, kind of took control, or at least tried to. The uh, Teamsters Guild, which, like, Stormhaven's worst-kept secret is that the Teamsters Guild is a thinly-veiled cover for a, a lot of organized crime in the city. Mm-hmm. The leader of the Teamsters Guild currently is a human man by the name of Hampton Smote. That is... I mean, he's effectively a Jimmy Hoffa-like figure who runs a lot of the transportation in and around the city that isn't magical or fancy, but, like, if you need a cart to pull goods from one side of the city to the other, you talk to the Teamsters Guild. And there's a lot of, like, cuts off the top that they demand. Right. Um, And when they tried to assert control over the situation, trying to, like, organize a... uh, a rebuilding, or at least a putting down of the fires, it was the Alchemist Guild that finally kind of stood up and, like, as they were trying to take advantage of the situation, the Alchemist Guild tried to stop them by using all the strange and quasi-mystical powers at their disposal. Mm -hmm. The Alchemist Guild isn't necessarily full of wizards or anything, but the chemicals and the technology at their disposal is vast. As is their corporate interests. So, while the Teamsters were trying to assert domination over Old Haven by being in control of the Reconstruction, the Alchemist Guild was trying to be more in control of the Reconstruction to further their own uh corporate needs and like basically being in control of what they deem to be the the new path forward for Stormhaven. No one's a good guy in this scenario. Yeah. The other guilds kind of rallied behind the two different factions. There are a couple of smaller factions in between. And in the midst of all of that, it was the Bard's Guild that has been encouraging people to not take either side and to basically cast off the guild system altogether. What specifically this old half-orc knows is that Prior to everything tipping off like it did, the Bard's Guild was already 
trying to ferment unrest underneath the guild's thumb. They were ready for this to happen. And they were preparing the people of Stormhaven for when it went off. And for someone like this old half-orc who was not a part of any of this, but had an ear to the ground and was sort of more aware than most of... This guy seems really plugged in to kind of like the inter-guild politics in a weird way. Yeah. You would eventually learn that uh, he is a former member of the Builders Guild, which is very closely aligned with the Teamsters. If Atticus Carter's name comes up, does he recognize that? Uh, he would nod. And this half-orc's name, by the way, is Mortarman Jones. Hell yes. God, what a good name. So good. All of it. Where was he born? He was born in Stormhaven. Here in Stormhaven. Where? It's the local of Mason's Way. I was born right here in this this sewer. And uh, when you say Atticus Carter, uh, he would nod and tell you, that's the one that took over the Bard's Guild when old Hornblower died. Any word on what did old Hornblower in? He was in Godsboro. Oh. That'll do it. Oops. At least that's what they say. Right. Tell me, um, we are going to be heading into Old Haven. Hmm. Um, yeah, crazy, I know. Um, we have a couple options, either going up or down. You wouldn't happen to know what the safest route into Old Haven would be from here, would you? If you need to go into Old Haven. Take one of the ferries over to Ribblemead. Don't use the bridge. Okay. Good tip. Uh, also, I just, I don't think we ever said it out loud, but we're all like, in our disguised as possible forms, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I assumed. Okay, Judah's wearing his big bed sheet as a cloak. Yeah, I'm not walking around as a purple goddamn tiefling. So, <laughs> <laughs> Delilah is riding inside of George. I, I mean, mean there's not a lot we can do for them. <laughs> I forget what are what are what's Tears and Grawl doing? Are we just wearing the uniforms? The we don't have we uniforms. Uh, you didn't get Tier- uniforms. Well, Tier- didn't get Tirza anything. is just well. a human. Is just a human, a nondescript human. <laughs> so that's her disguise. <laughs> Sorry, girl. Uh, Tirza ha- is the John Humanman of the party. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I have a disguise kit, Grawl. I'd like did a you mustache, want, did, please. Did you want me to like this morning? Like, 
you could also go just, you know, the strider route and just wear your cloak, you know, pulled over your head. Ooh, yeah. You can and have you can wear have a mustache. Yeah. We all have cloaks. You can I use my old cloak. cloak. Oh, yeah, I don't have a cloak anymore. I got rid okay, of that. you can have, got you our, can have our palette swap back in. Uh, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can have my old cloak. It's fine. Sweet. Cool. I'm wearing Sid's cloak. Okay. Yeah. And especially because you're not like directly interacting with anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mortarman would tell you that if you're taking one of the fairies into Ribblemead, talk to someone named Sweeney. Okay. And he'd also tell you, avoid any of the main roads. To Sweeney. Back avoid alleys ain't much safer, but the main roads, that's where all the big fighting's happening. Thank you. This was very, very helpful. I hope our gold goes a long way. Um, and here's to hoping all of this stops soon. Here's open. All right, shall we? Let's go. Okay. Yep. Pressing on. And with the guidance of Mortarman Jones, you eventually press towards the Haven Flow, that absolutely disgusting river that runs from the mm. southeast to the northwest of Stormhaven. It is absolutely disgusting because many folk in Stormhaven use it as a garbage disposal, waste receptacle. And the fact that the slaughterhouse districts of Stormhaven are at the southeast edge of the city really doesn't help with matters. Yum. It wasn't great city planning, but... Planning implies a certain amount of <laughs> knowledgeable planning, yeah, when it comes to city sprawl. Stormhaven is very much that. like London or Boston, where it just started slowly building on top of itself. We. We keep having plagues, and we don't know why. It's weird. <laughs> the cholera is rampant, and we cannot figure it out. Just let's go. Oh, yes. The seasonal cholera. It happens. <laughs> Something of note would be that there are maybe more sick people as you're passing through these camps than might otherwise be. With the priests and clerics of Godsboro being decimated, there is less healing magic to be had in the city of Stormhaven than might otherwise be the case. Yeah. That's unfortunate. And in a time like this, when the Alchemist Guild might be ordered by the Lord Mayor to open its doors to help heal city members, they are now engulfed in a conflict for power. The implications of a society that doesn't have to learn, like, physiology and stuff because they just use fucking healing magic is so interesting. Mm -hmm. I will be writing an essay about it. <laughs> you haven't written one already? What have you Only been doing with all of your time? Okay, okay, well, that's fair. Okay. Even uh, someone who can only cast first-level spells is a miracle worker. That's true. 
But eventually you do come out from the underground, and the smell is just something else. And Sid, you're mm. reminded of home. Yum. Did you say yum? Yeah, it's delicious. What is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. I miss this smell. Behind you, the neighborhood of Brackish Court extends off into the distance, but you are coming out into the riverside area of the neighborhood. There are plenty of little docks and uh, little tenement houses that stretch out over the river here. Uh, the the Havenflow River is a wide river, to the point where just north of you, you can see the bridge that extends into Old Haven is one of those large London-style bridges with buildings built up to either side. You can see there, though, that there are some kind of fighting happening up on that bridge. Yeah. What immediately strikes you once you get past the smell of the river itself is the haze that's in the air. It's smoke and ash, and it makes visibility pretty short compared to when you were out in the exterior of the Dustwater District where the air was still pretty clear. Here it seems to be hazy. The ash of Godsboro still not really having had time to settle. The um, small docks sorry. down here are just like littered with people who are some of them are like idly watching up towards the north, watching the whatever's happening up there. Anything that draws a crowd in Stormhaven will inevitably do so. Yeah. What are you doing? Um, yeah, I think we're going to go down to the docks and ask around for Sweeney. Okay. Did Jones tell us what this cat looked like? The cat. Uh, just a cat. Just look for the cat. <laughs> no. No, a cat. Just a cat. Oh. Asking around, it's ask not hard. Okay. Um, um, I w- sorry, before we get on the ferry, though, I would like to send the message to Commander Keel. Okay. Yes, good call. Um, With your bird? Yeah. Okay. Bird. Um... Is Old Haven two words? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, we're headed into Old Haven. Um, can... Or, no. Need the... Need the addresses of Carter's warehouses and anything else you can fit in the message. Okay. Do you want to wait oh, I guess I had five more words, for a response? Fine. Or do you want to wait for... Uh, you want to keep moving, I guess. Or do you want to wait around for some kind of response? I mean, if it's the bird, then it just comes to you, Cherish, right? Yeah. Uh, I think that we can keep moving. Okay. It's not like we're moving days away. When you're coming out of this culvert into the light, you see that Talila and by extension George definitely hesitate before coming out into broad daylight. 
Yeah. And Delilah would kind of pop out of George Torso and look towards you, Tirza, with a worried look. And she'll say, I'll, I'll find you. I'll always find you. Later. I'll go down, though. I don't think... You don't want the screaming to start just yet, right? No, I, I wondered if you might not have a, a good way to get through. Uh, are you are you sure the two of you will be safe? Oh, yes. Yourselves? Yes. Yeah. Safe okay. as houses. Houses aren't very safe. George can usually get up to the second story and go through a window. But yeah. that's what people say. Okay, well. All right, we'll see you on the other side then. Mm. Okay. And she'll hop back into George and George's horrific form will back up into the shadows. Uh, as, like, as she pops back up and it starts to close, Tirza, like, reaches out and just, like, pats George and then immediately is just like, oh god, I regret, like, it's, I'm sure it doesn't feel great, but she does it anyway. Just a little, like, okay, you be safe. It is fairly profound how cold George is. And your hand comes away. Slightly damp. Clammy. Clammy, yeah. The texture that holds George together is that of old, wet clay. Whatever material is used to bind the joints and uh, bones together is an odd mixture. I sort of assumed that it was going to be slightly viscous, so this is actually an improvement on my on Tears's imagination. It feels like damp earth. Cold. Okay. But yeah, asking around, uh, you could definitely find Sweeney eventually. Uh, it turns out Sweeney is a really unhealthy looking triton. Their scales are kind of bleached and have weird off-colorings around the, the gills near his neck. Uh, his fins are less fins and more just barbs sticking out of his head and ears with the kind of uh, the, the flaps in between having been eaten away in, in, a, in a chemical fashion. As opposed to, like, chopped or hacked. And he's got this really gnarly cough uh, that comes up with wet phlegm. But asking after him, you do eventually find this person. Apparently he runs a ferry uh, into Ribble Mead, which is a neighborhood in Old Haven. If you look at our Stormhaven map, you can see the neighborhood of Ribble Mead is located right where it says Old Haven on the map. It is that branching neighborhood in between the two forked roads. Just north of it would be the ruins of Godsboro. Uh, north and to the east aways is a neighborhood called Boing Boing. Is that where the, the 
where Chuck E. Cheese has his uh, establishment? Uh, no, that is where the uh, the cutting edge rubber products of Stormhaven uh, were invented and have done just so much in the way of reducing the housing crisis in the city. <laughs> boing, boing. Yeah, it's true. Oh, uh, yeah. I was like, what is what is Charles E. Cheese's middle name? It's entertainment. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, Elliot. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Edward Tonkel, of course, uh, famous for inventing the trouser Tonkel, uh, which yes. has been... Uh, one of the great inventions of Stormhaven over the last uh, 20 years. But anyway, my crazy backstory <laughs> things that I write aside. Yep, it's all there. It's all there. Such depth. Such unnecessary depth. The <laughs> ferry ride will cost you five silver apiece. Great. Which seems like robbery. Because it is no. just like uh, gotta make a, a living. Several doors lashed together that are pulled to either side by somebody holding a rope that is usually underwater. Just gonna keep saying that and shrugging. But paying your way, you would find that the ferry here leads you to a kind of undercut, almost cave beneath the walls of Old Haven. And it's in this depression you can see that at a certain point you're passing underneath the actual wall, the crumbling masonry that was probably originally built on top of earthworks here is gone, eroded by either time or effort. Your barge, for lack of a better term, is pulled in beneath this little crook in the stone, and eventually it works its way up a ramp that clearly is built into a uh, kind of tenement housing and what eventually terminates as the interior of a warehouse that has been converted into what is looks like a neighborhood made out of crates and packing material. Definitely on the poorer side of things, though. Mm-hmm. Um, as you're not walking along with a bone golem anymore, you definitely get more mm, concerning looks from desperate folk. The fact that you're moving in a fairly large group and that one of your number is a hobgoblin with a great sword, and that you're all pretty heavily armed certainly helps. The, the Minotaur striding next to you is pretty useful as well. Um, so no one's, like, trying to pull a knife on you and saying, your money or your life. Moving in a pack like you are, it's pretty easy to intimidate others into not trying to rob. You do, you do still look pretty wealthy compared to these people. And it is, does make us more noticeable. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming we can get back into the Underhaven over here. If you want to poke around inside this particular 
kind of warehouse converted warehouse apartment. Uh, you can certainly try. There are probably ways into the Underhaven on the side of the river, most likely, but you don't know. There's there's no obvious hole in the ground leading to the Underhaven. Yeah, I guess I guess what I'm saying is I don't want to do that. I want to know if Sid can get us into the Underhaven down here, which I'm assuming the answer is yes. I mean, unless we think it's safer to travel above ground, but... I think, (laughs) yeah, Underhaven's probably our best bet. Uh, I suppose I can go find the nearest entrance to Underhaven. We also need to contact Cesario at some point. Let him know. That's that's true. Um, Yeah, I, I want to think of a spot... Because how uh, how long does uh, Old Haven? How long does it take to get across Old Haven? It's not as large as Dustwater by any stretch of the imagination, but it's still no. quite large. A few hours on foot. Okay. Depending um, on which direction you're going and where your destination is. Right, but we are in Ribble Mead, which is the part of town that has. A lot of the warehouse is owned by guild members as well as um, as well as uh, not royalty, but um, what's what's the word I'm thinking of? Nobility. Um, nobility yes. Yeah. Um, so this might be the uh, the area we need to look for. Obviously, we don't have the addresses yet, um, but I want to try and think of. A good is there like a like a no but I don't is there is there a, like a town like a square in this area that might be um uh that Cesario and I have been to have when we were uh doing our work for the Bard's Guild did did we spend a lot of time in this part of the uh, of the town I would say. Probably not. Yeah. The vast majority of your work was like doing bodyguard work for bards going around the outskirts of town where they would actually need bodyguards. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the most, I mean, there's lots of theaters in old Haven. Um, you've been to at least one. That's true. Uh, that is where you, uh, tried to get into the rooms of Phineas Finebrook. Right. Right, Yes. Um, Even better, when I was working for um, Cesario, where were we staying? Were we staying at the Bard's uh, Guildhall? No. No, 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 no. no, no. Yeah. Um, That's right. <laughs> you were generally staying at whatever inn or tavern you uh, happened to be working towards, but uh, otherwise, the real meat is actually home to a lot of guild workers and people who are like working for the guilds who don't mm-hmm. like have a- important uh, homes up in Hall Hill or closer to Mages Square, right? Um... So, if anything, there was probably some kind of... uh, Cesario doesn't necessarily have a home. He's the kind of guy who, like, rents out a fully furnished apartment for a weekend. Right, Um, yeah. 
Airbnb. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Airbnbs are like nobles who are out of town or somewhere else in town. He has the connections to like live in their penthouse for a weekend. So would you I love this Airbnb? dude. I want to live his life. <laughs> so it's Airbnb because he's an Air Genasi. That makes total mm-hmm, sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't <laughs> Air D and D? Then I am going to. Uh, let's, uh, I'll try and think of, um, and I can roll a, a check to see if I can think of a, a like a, a place that we stayed at, um, that might be close to here. Okay. Yeah. Give me a history check. History. Oh yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, where did that go? 19 minus one, 18. Okay. There is a concert hall north of here that was a, it's a popular place for like middle of the road bards who are kind of proving themselves to play. Uh, once you've got a little notoriety, but you're not quite ready for the Golden Globe or any of the, the, the much larger venues in Stormhaven. This is mm-hmm. like, I don't know, for those who live in Portland, it's like the Roseland. It, it's, a, it's a good-sized concert nice. venue, but it's not necessarily a place where you're going to, like, sell thousands of seats. Yeah. It's a, like, a lot a, of metal bands. A lot of know. metal bands. Um, <laughs> maybe that's why <laughs> I... Even a... <laughs> maybe that's Has anyone why been to a concert at the Roseland where they've actually had people sitting? No. Yeah. Yes, if you're I've in the upstairs, uh, sometimes okay. I've oh, never okay. seen yeah. anyone sit yeah. in that place. Um, it's probably the shows I've been to. Well, the downstairs is never, a, yeah, sitting. It's always standing room only. Um, mm. Yeah, because you got to mosh. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The old, the old owner of that place back when it was Star Bar, and found out he was a murderer. Mm-hmm. It was cool <laughs> and exciting. We're also an oh. educational podcast. <laughs> yeah. The history, the of, history Portland. of Portland. Um, but anyway, I went to one show at the Roseland, and it was the Shins, and it was just a bunch of white people standing around. <laughs> Truth. Yeah. Good show, though. Yeah. But this uh, this concert hall is called Fiddler's End. Fiddler's End, great. And uh, it nearby there is a uh, not necessarily. R- hotel but it's definitely like uh living quarters meant for artists it's kind of like one of those halfway houses and doing it right it's like some kind of commune-esque like uh milepost five another portland reference It is a living space for artists of the, the nearby community with easy access to a concert hall like Fiddler's End. And gotcha. it is there that uh, it, there are some like bars and taverns there for people to do like small room gigs. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a very like artsy section of town. Gotcha. Also know that it is right across the main drag from Godsboro. Right. So it's like the north <laughs> it's end right of by, Mead. Yeah, it's r- right by the crater of 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 Godsboro. It wouldn't be like on the lip of the crater necessarily. 
but yeah. like it's closer in towards the more chaotic sections of the city. I guess that's true. Um, but I can, I mean, I can, I can, I, I, I relay that information to everybody. Uh, that is not necessarily a safe place for me to go, but it's probably less likely that there's Bard's Guild people just hanging around if it's a, I mean, I don't know. Easier to get lost in the chaos, potentially. Right. Uh, are you... I, I mean, are you are you going by yourself? We didn't really talk about... Well, my thought was that you all would be close by but that I would be making the contact so if you know worst comes to worst at the very least it, it'll it just be me I mean do you want us to like hang out in the side alley or yeah uh, that we can we can scope out the area maybe find a, a good meeting spot, uh, okay. something where you guys can have a, a good vantage. We've uh, all got the sending stones too. So we do. Uh, mm-hmm. That is true. And um, I do not I have a sending turn stone. That is right. So you should true. hang out with one of us. We, oh, we should have bought a sending stone for Judah when we were at desk. So it's all right. Oh, we totally did. Other... Let's just retcon that. We just bought it. So, yeah. no. now, the other thing is, is that either Cherish or Tear... Tearza. Me. Myself. (laughs) Tearza. Tearza speaking in the third person now. I've started to speak in the third person. It's a a new character trait. Um, 98 episodes in. (laughs) Yep. Either Cherish or Tearza, um, who are the most nondescript of the party right now, could also... we We could give a sending stone to Judah and... Uh, one of us could be like um, closer by for immediate assistance. I, again, uh, in that same vein, I could be the most nondescript. I could give my sending stone to Judah and I could just turn myself into an unassuming animal and be right with you in case something breaks bad, depending That's on true. how long it's going to take you to get there. Right. Um, how long... That's a great question. Hey, Mike, how long would it take us to get to this location? From where you are with your urchin powers, less than an hour. All right. Well, it would take us less than an hour to get there. Um, By your pocket watches. It can only be an animal for an hour. But you don't have to change right now. And we also don't know if he's going to be ready and able to meet right away. It is approaching 2 p.m. at the moment, by the way. Yeah. I say we scope out a good spot first uh then i contact him and then we wait uh for him to show up all right i just want to pose this one quick thing sure steve yeah we all we all trust cesario right right we we all trust him i just want to float this out there what if he's in on it just then cherish is right there and she 
fireballs him in the face. I fucking fireball his ass, yeah. Right, all right, okay. I just and, want... and we who are in the alley nearby uh, come out and um, just kick the shit out of him. Right, <laughs> I just but like I'm just making sure that Seed's okay with that. If uh, I don't, I'm gonna say I, I really. Him. I was gonna say we drag him into the alley and we ask him everything he knows because if he's right. nodded, he has more information. Right. Right, I, <laughs> I'm. I'm sure he's not. I'm. Pre- I'm sure he's not. Right. I just want to make sure we're talking about it. So, and and as I said before, I I I don't think I know that I can trust him. But uh, again, the Bard's Guild has some pretty nefarious magics at their disposal. Mm-hmm. So we should go into this expecting the worst. Okay. All right. All right, let's go. Okay. So you are headed towards Fiddler's End. Yeah. Uh, which is both the name of the theater and the kind of artsy neighborhood that surrounds it. Cool, cool. Making your way there, you exit the, the weird warehouse neighborhood that you came up from and you're sticking to the streets. I mean, you're not, Did like, we... trying to find a way down into the Underhaven again? What do y'all think? It's less, it's less than an hour. We can do our best to try if, it. Yeah, if it's something you can find quickly and easily, then sure, but... I mean, I can take a quick glance around around the block and see if I can find something. Sid, you would definitely be less familiar with the Underhaven in this part of the city. You do yeah. know that the reputation is that the Underhaven beneath Old Haven is markedly more dangerous for the weird shit that's down there. Oh, well. Uh, honestly, <laughs> between the uncertainty, the danger up here, which we mostly know, uh, and the danger down there, which we have no idea, it might be safer to stay up here. Sticking to side streets? What's your approach like? Yeah, side streets. Okay. As far away from main roads as possible. Okay. Uh, briefly, do we think it would be um, advantageous to pretend we're not all together? I know that does afford us some protection from people who might want to try to rob us, but it also makes us like noticeable. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Um, I mean, I can, I can be ahead a little bit, um, to just try and keep an eye out before we head in a direction and also, um, yeah, I don't know. Just scout out ahead. Okay. Kind of in a staggered formation then. Yeah. Um, trying to be unobtrusive about this, it sounds like. So I I think, uh, asking for a a general stealth check from everyone would not be out of hand. Sure, sure. At least I was kind of worried it would be survival to make sure that we don't lose Sid. It's, it's less about actively sneaking and more about actually not drawing attention to yourselves. Mm -hmm. Stealth. Oh, yeah, right. You just got stealth. Kind of. Stealth for days. Oh, 
Oh, boys. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, reliable talent. <laughs> what do we got? 14. 14. 23. Also 23. Oh, nice. Hey. I'm not wearing no. armor, bitches. <laughs> the best role you've made in your entire life. All right. I, I have proficiency in stealth. I've just been waiting to not have disadvantage this whole campaign. <laughs> um, uh, uh, 13. And Judah rolled real bad and also got a 13. Uh, oh. But uh, this was not hard. I was looking for anything above a 10. Um, okay. To just, like, not actively draw attention to yourselves. You don't, right. like, trip and fall through a, a pallet of eggs. <laughs> I trip and the fucking hat falls off. Right. <laughs> Damn it. You don't accidentally walk through a pane of glass being carried across was, the street. Yeah. <laughs> just about yeah. to say that. Damn it. I was literally just about to say that. That's so funny. Um, so none of that happens, thankfully. Blessedly. Whew. You're saying a nope. lightning bolt doesn't come down and, uh, and explode the area with an angel f- flying down too? That doesn't no, happen shockingly. Oh, huh. huh. Uh, ill-timed use of an anti-magic grenade is not something that occurs as you are venturing down the street. It's a war zone around here. Who knows? It's true. <laughs> and that actually becomes pretty apparent, though this... You're not sure what you were expecting when you were told this place is a war zone. Maybe what you were expecting was something akin to what you saw down beyond Fort Verge. But... It's not as though the streets are littered with corpses or buildings are actively on fire. It's hazy around here. There's clearly been a tremendous fire that this area of the city is still recovering from. The air is thick with smoke and it definitely stings the lungs to breathe. But it's not as though... I mean, we all lived through the wildfires. There were some scary times when all that's happening. It's probably not healthy to be out in this, but it's it's not as though there is... Uh, people sword fighting in the streets as you're walking. So, when you were told that Stormhaven is a war zone, the fact that you saw what a blood war zone looks like really maybe, like, (laughs) raises the bar in terms of what you were maybe (laughs) expecting. Yeah, there's... I was gonna say, we did just teleport basically out of an actual literal war zone, so... There's not demons pouring out of a giant flesh sack, you know? No, like... no, none of that. <laughs> I got kind of used to it. Yeah. You know? That felt like home. Yeah, this just... There's not the constant, like, ballista explosions from no, Infernal War Camp. Or making charisma saving throws every, you know, six eight hours. hours. Yeah, so as you're moving, there's this sense of like, oh, well, this isn't so bad. Like, this isn't <laughs> as bad Stacey as Bulgram the... Voice. No, it's not that bad then. It's not that bad then. <laughs> uh, that is disrupt... That mindset is disrupted somewhat when you occasionally find a business that has been sacked. Its windows shattered, its doors blown off its hinges, the interior completely burned out. Occasionally you'll see graffiti thrown up on brick walls, marking territory here and there. Am I seeing any thieves can't? Uh, Here and there, yes. And anytime you see thieves can't, you 
are pretty sure it's associated with the Teamsters Guild. Okay. The areas that have been taken by the Alchemist Guild are more conspicuous for the the peddlers on the street, people trying to run businesses, even though there is actively smog in the air. There are little cages that are set up on some of these um, businesses, stalls, shops that you see, and any place where the Alchemist Guild has kind of taken over, you see that each of these cages has an odd little lumpy creature inside of it. It appears to be humanoid-ish if the arms came directly out of the head, and also a set of bat wings came out of this weird torso. It didn't actually have a mouth. Um, Sid, you would recognize this as a homunculus. They're not unheard of inside of Stormhaven, uh, gotcha. but these they're... There are more of these things than you've ever seen in one place before, just along the uh, street that you're walking down. Right. And occasionally, at least once, you'll see trouble starting up around a, a side street as a owner of some kind of, like, push cart is being accosted by what looks like a group of thugs, and he will quickly throw and dash the cage along the ground and the homunculus will burst up in the air and start shrieking really, really loud, which will cause other business owners to like grab clubs with nails in it from underneath stalls and people pulling out glass jars with rags coming out of them. They'll start lighting on fire and this mob will quickly form and move towards these thugs and they will get scared off and the cart owner will like snatch the homunculus out of the air and stuff it back into the cage and it'll stop screaming Tirza has like taken like two steps to go help this guy right. and yeah. then just like stops and watches this shit go down like oh my god nope he's fine he's okay it, yeah I think Sid like stops you before you, you step out and is like no no they, they've got it uh, when you're entering through territory that is controlled by the Teamsters Guild, it is more noticeable for the excessively burly individuals you see standing surreptitiously at street corners, hands in pockets, or pushed inside of vests, uh, bulges beneath clothing that hide hand crossbows, large sticks within hand's reach. Not a ton of edged weapons, as far as you can see. Hmm. Uh, but there are more than a few knives that are belted quite obviously along hips. Eventually, cutting through neighborhoods and making your way not even close to any of the main drags, thanks to Sid's wherewithal, you're eventually making your way towards the edges of Fiddler's End. And as you move... Cherish, you hear the the golden song of that magical canary swooping down from the sky above you. And yeah, it would descend and land on a finger or wherever. That's some Cinderella shit. It would kind of yeah. twist its head back and forth, chirping a little bit. Uh, but then it would its beak would open and Commander Keel's voice will come out <laughs> of this little canary. 
and it will say Buildings owned. Townhouse. East Majors Square. Warehouses. Ribble Mead. Bridgeway. Cobblers. Boing Boing. Donner's Court. Hatsway. Fiddler's End. I'm never getting over the fact that there is a place called Boing Boing. It's too, it's so whimsical. I love it. Where do you live? I live in Boing Boing. Oh, Boing Boing. It's such a, it's a nice place. It's a really nice place. It was. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's some problems. It has a, it's, it doesn't smell great uh, as far as I understand it. Um, do I. Yes, it is. Uh, the smell of burnt rubber kind of persists yeah. over that area of town. Yep. Uh, so Fiddler's End is owned by Atticus Carter. That is A what this message says. The warehouse in it or the entirety of Fiddler's End? I think he just said Fiddler's End. Oh, okay. So, so. Then where were the warehouses? Oh, I actually forgot a couple of words. I apologize. Um, there are four warehouses in Ribble Mead. He said warehouses, four, Ribble Mead. Okay. Bridgeway, Cobblers. Uh, Sid would be able to interpret that Bridgeway and Cobblers are two different streets. There are two warehouses. He says two, Boing Boing, Donner Court, Hatsway, which again are also streets. So, oh boy, so much information. Yeah, I wonder if the if Commander Keel means at the corner. Uh, are uh, would Sid know those are they're different separate or? streets? Yeah. Okay, I just don't know if he meant like, oh yeah, it's at the corner of no these two no, streets, no, or there's one here and then there's one yeah. on a different street. Okay, I just want separate to locations. Yeah. Okay. You know that there are four warehouses in Ribble Mead and two warehouses in Boing Boing. And the two streets he gave you per neighborhood were Bridgeway and Cobblers in Ribble Mead and Donner Court and Hatsway in Boing Boing. Donner Court. What was, sorry, what was the second Boing Boing one? Hatsway. Hatsway. Hatsway, thank you. I just realized that the sentence that I just said out loud probably sounds insane to me. <laughs> standing right over there. Uh, Bridgeway, boing, boing, you would know, is part of the the two main drags that lead out of Old Haven called the Forks. Mm -hmm. uh, Bridgeway is the one that goes towards the Dustwater Bridge. Gotcha. Which there's a lot of fighting on at this point. Correct. Okay. Cobblers is closer in towards Hall Hill. Kind of in the direction of Mages Square. It is currently east of your location. Okay. But you are receiving this information as you are approaching Fiddler's End. He just owns. That is what no. the message said. Well, that is... 
So what was the the last the last part of the message was just Fiddler's End or just Fiddler's after... End? <sighs> Should have known. Well, that um, good timing on that, I suppose. Yeah. <clears throat> How far are we from Fiddler's End? Less than ten minutes. Yeah. Shall we get a good vantage point? See, see what we can see. I mean, yeah. Um, I will, I will see if I can, I'm going to get a little closer and I'm going to try and see if there's like, what, what are the, what is the architecture like for the, for the buildings in this area? Old Haven is cramped, narrow streets with tall buildings. As you get closer and closer towards Hall Hill, the buildings get taller and taller. Gotcha. Where you are right now, things are usually in the three to four story mark. Uh, okay. There are some squatter buildings, but for the most part, a l because Old Haven didn't immediately expand beyond its walls, when the population, well, what they considered to be the entire population of the valley contained within one city... Eventually, mm -hmm. just had to grow the city up as opposed to out. Right. Eventually, they gave up on that, but it didn't stop until there were buildings pushing eight, seven stories on the interior of Hall Hill and Old Haven. Yeesh. Um, this part of the city is very vertical. Can I try... I think maybe... I want to try and see if I can find a way on top of the uh, buildings in this area. I want to uh, clamber on uh, onto roofs. Okay. And as you're moving through the streets, there are plenty of people about. This close to uh, Fiddler's End, you're not seeing any markings of either guild kind of being in control of this zone. Um. And Sid, you want to scramble up one of these buildings? Try to yeah. I want to try and find somewhere that's not uh, super obvious. I suppose um, that I could do this. Sure, you can duck into an alley and try to scramble up some siding and piping and uh, laundry lines that have been run between buildings. Okay, sounds good. What are the rest of you doing while Sid's doing this? Remaining nondescript, just ca casually leaning against a building. Okay. <laughs> I think I mean, just yeah, trying to avoid attention. Okay. Crawl, cherish, same. Yeah, yeah. Mm. There's not a lot I can do to like contribute any sort of help with this, so. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hanging out down here. Sid, give me an nice acrobatics fruit. check as you try to make your way up the side of a building. Sure, sure. I'm um, assuming you'd prefer acrobatics over athletics. Um, yes. Uh, both are decent, but I will go with acrobatics. Um, 
Do I want advantage? Yeah, sure, I'll use a point. Why not? Okay, so using a, a forge-bound charge to get advantage on this? Uh, well, that's okay. Uh, 19. 19, okay. Uh, it's a quick hop and jump. You're a little bit... Uh, finding the rhythm of this. It's been a while since you've climbed up onto rooftops. Yeah. Uh, but eventually you kind of find the rhythm hand over hand, foot after foot, finding your way up, and eventually you clear onto a, a slatted roof. Uh, at one point you're walking up and somebody's going to throw open a window and like glance out at you as you're climbing up a, a gutter pipe. And they'll just shake their head and like slap on the inside of the wall that you're climbing up and it kind of rattles the, the pole <laughs> that you're climbing. <laughs> but eventually you get up and you clear the roof and it gives you a pretty good vantage point of the surrounding area because the neighborhood does sort of have an edge to it north of you. The main drag, the forks, that moves through Old Haven is a broad street. It is meant to accommodate two cars, two carts going in both directions at the same time. Gotcha. So like four cart lengths wide. Wow, yeah. Uh, plus with room for people to walk to either side as well. Can I see um, Fiddler's End from here? Absolutely you can. In fact, you can see the Fiddler's End, the concert hall itself, as well as the neighborhood, because it's a bit more low sitting. Uh, the s buildings over there really top out at two stories. Uh, it's probably uh, like a quarter, uh, probably like an eighth of a mile away from you. It's very, very close. Great. Um, what do I see? Do I see people coming in and out? Do I see people in super obvious cult robes? Uh, what, what, what's the image I'm seeing here? <laughs> people comparing uh, three-toed brands. Oh, nice! Yes, oh. new model. Oh shit, that's Atticus Carter. He's right there. Oh, he's right there! I found him, guys. He's, he's sitting out front sipping Mai Tais. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just yeah, that kind of thing. He he really approaches this evil stuff in a very blase affair. Because Fiddler's End kind of abuts the main drag, you can see that there is a heightened sense of nervous energy. People scurry from building to building. They're not lounging about, as might mm -hmm. be the case at other times. The most obvious thing that catches your attention immediately is the fires that are lit around the roof of the concert hall that you see. Oh, shit. They appear to be bonfire or signal fires of some kind. Fires that are lit and set up on poles uh, at what looks like five different points around the roof of this building. What strikes you immediately is the color of those flames. Mm-hmm. Because it is crimson. I was hoping for, like, rainbow or, like, purple. And a uh, long examination of the neighborhood, given, like, a couple of minutes of just watching, occasionally you will see somebody dressed like one of those cultists you saw the night before moving from building to building. They're not doing anything 
malicious or maniacal that you can see, but they are mm-hmm. are they are definitely there. And is there anybody who is uh, standing guard outside this building? The concert hall itself? Uh, yes. Or are you talking like the, the tavern that abuts it? Uh, either. Whatever I can see. The people you can see out in the open definitely have more of a, a guarding air about them. Mm-hmm. There are people who have weapons strapped in the open. Short swords for the most part. Some have knives. A uh, couple have big cudgels. There's definitely a sense of watchfulness going on here. Hmm. None of the cultists seem to be on guard. There are a couple of open fires that are lit just kind of in the middle of the street where people are cooking out in the open. Uh, Occasionally Hmm. somebody will wander up and they're clearly serving meals here. Okay, I think I communicate this uh, via the rocky or the the stones of far speech. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah, I think if we're going to make contact with uh, Cesario, I don't. <laughs> this is not the place. Hmm. Maybe would Cesario maybe know a good place to meet? You could always ask and have him send us a location. I say Olivia immediately knows that this is going to turn into a fucking inglorious bastards basement (laughs) scenario. But (laughs) Tirza hasn't seen that movie, so. (laughs) Well, um the issue with that is then we aren't picking the location. Uh I think it's important for us to for us to pick the location. Uh otherwise the risk of an ambush is increased. Um Give me a perception check. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, let's see. That would be a dirty 20. Okay. As you say this into the Stone of Far speech, still watching the grounds of Fiddler's End, you do see someone you recognize coming out of the concert hall. Possibly mm-hmm. two someones. The first is a woman with a bored expression on her face. She is half elvish. Uh, she is got her hair tied back in a, a long tail that runs down her back. She is wearing uh, well-fitting trousers, kind of knee-high boots, and a bit of a shirt with. Uh, artful cuts along the arms, but otherwise baggy sleeves. This is Hypatia Dirge. She is the loot master of the Bard's Guild. Coming just behind her 
is an enormous albino goliath. Okay. And it's notable because the last time you saw these two, it was in a scrying of the Bard's Guild. Right. Oh shit, when was that? That was in um, Backerface's cart. Yeah. That's right. Old oh, Morgana boy. gave Old you a Morgana. glimpse into the inner workings of the Bard's Guild while trying to scry on Cesario. Cesario. Yeah. And you saw both uh, Hypatia Dirge and this albino Goliath. Did. Talking about something important. That, that Cesario, Cesario was not paying attention to. Oh, right. And it, it didn't dick. involve him. Yeah. I just... I, I, the scene, I imagine, is he's just, like, busy staring into a mirror that's across the hall. Specifically, he was hitting on Hypatia Dirge. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 yeah. Yes, that is what he was doing. Too, too little yeah, effect. Yeah, that's... Uh, okay, I'm just gonna go through notes really quick. Sorry. Um, oh, but but because the attention was on him, I wasn't able to discern any information. Correct. Yeah. And you do okay. not know the Goliath's name either. Gotcha. All you know is that you last saw him in conference with Atticus Carter. Well, then he... My guess is then he would be somewhere around here. Um, okay. Uh, let's try... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, try and find somewhere... Uh, I'm going to use this vantage point up here uh, and check around the perimeter. Not necessarily towards um, the concert hall, but maybe uh, somewhere else in the area that might uh, be a, uh, a, maybe a better spot to, to, to uh, meet up. Um, if I need to move to, I don't know if I can move from building top to building top up here. Um, you said they yeah. were pretty cramped. Um, great. Uh, I'm going to do that. Um, and try and find uh, not necessarily uh, yeah, like a, a an open area, like a a um, uh, like a square, a town square, or um, uh, you said like businesses were still in operation. Some is that depends on Some. where you are in this area. It, less businesses and more. There's clearly some kind of supply cash here that people are utilizing. Nothing's mm. being sold, necessarily. Things are being given out, like blankets and food. Gotcha. Well, why, why don't I um, keep an eye out for some kind of uh, open square, something uh, where it'd be easy for everybody else to keep an eye on me? I mean, in the distance to the northeast you see rising up above even the tallest buildings of old haven is the enormous statue <laughs> called the old mage that overlooks mages square the largest central square in the city yeah i think that's i think that's it 
Okay. Uh, I am going to head back to the group. Okay. Scrambling back down. Mm. Sid joins the rest of you down below. All right. Uh, yeah. As I said before, uh, Fiddler's End is not going to work, but I have a feeling Cesario is in this area. I've seen a couple of members of the Bard's Guild who I know he's interacted with in the past. So I think our best bet is Old Mage's Square. Okay. Um, So we should uh, head over there, um, get everybody situated, contact him. Obviously, we don't know. Should we wait till nightfall or should we do this midday? Might be easier. We should probably do it during the day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, Let's head over there. Okay. Heading over there, it passes 2 p.m. as you're moving. There's a brief moment of anticipation, but nothing dramatic occurs. You know, the old mage is supposedly doing her work. If nothing has happened, you've seen the results of her being slightly late in the past. Right. <clears throat> which which direction were, was... Uh... Hypatia, Dirge, and the albino Goliath heading? They were heading out of the concert hall and over to one of the, uh, like, living quarters. Okay. Gotcha. But they're staying in in the vicinity. Yeah, within the neighborhood. Okay, great. Heading towards Old Mage's Square, you eventually would... Uh, move past a very (laughs) familiar uh, theater and hotel as well as a recently rebuilt tea establishment that overlooks the square. Oh no, this poor tea shop owner rebuilds his shop and then (laughs) It immediately descended into chaos in the city. To be fair, you were there when it was rebuilt, and it was rebuilt almost instantaneously by the old mage. Oh, that is true. I did forget about that. (laughs) He's just having a rough year, though. (laughs) Got a seat for five. (laughs) (laughs) Is that that a little too obvious? Meeting meeting for tea? Uh, Are they... Oh no! Now I now I want no. The the this poor uh, tea shop owner's already been through enough. We don't need to put him through this again. I'm yeah, going out of my way to blow up this tea house. Uh, I cast fireball. Um, you can actually see that the the theater and the hotel is doing a brisk trade, like weirdly so. There are a lot of affluent people, apparently, holding up in this place. Right. And there is a, a barker near the entrance uh, talking about some kind of performance happening soon. Can I try and uh, figure out what kind of performance that is? 
Uh, give me an insight check. Sure. This one. That would be 15 plus uh, 6. 21. Apparently it's a brand new show being put on by the new leader of the Bard's Guild. This is about to be some anti-threadless propaganda. Oh shit, what is the name <laughs> of the We have show? to go. We have to go. <laughs> oh no, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be some more threadless bullshit where they're trying to endear themselves to like, oh, the threadless are, but they, they love the Bard's Guild. The Bard Guild loves the threadless so much. Which one's worse? We have to find out. <laughs> we is have there... to go to this play. <laughs> <laughs> This is a terrible idea, but a great one. Um, is is there like a sign or anything like displaying like uh, the the name of the show? Yes. Oh boy. The name of the show is John Cania, working citizen. Oh, that's. That's the worst. It's totally some like, oh yeah, working class oh. proletariat, I'll rise up. But fucking John Cania, John Cania, John motherfucking Cania. We have to go to this show. This is no, no, guys, no, no. I can't wait till lightning bolt this dude in the face. This no, this has to be like some kind of like hip hypnosis, like brainwashing, like bullshit. Like you know what I mean? The the performance. What, what if it's not? It just happens to be called John Cania working. Yeah, what if it's just like really good? What if it's just like <laughs> it's like really That's the good? true the true magic is the performance. <laughs> art. Okay. It's art. Can I remind all of you the Bard's Guild performance that we last attended where literally none of the musicians were actually playing any instruments? Oh, they had no. to learn how Cherish, to not play. Cherish doesn't want to go within a country mile of this place. Yeah. I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I want to show the audience what this nightmare fuel is. Um, and I spilled my drink on myself. Trying not to laugh. Good job. <laughs> As you head no to good. the edge of Major Square proper, you clear the buildings and look out over this broad, open city square, at the center of which is an enormous statue that everyone assumes is of the old mage, though its features are worn away and ancient. It is elvish, vaguely, and wields the helix staff that is so emblematic of the old mage herself, though there's no clear, like, oh, that's clearly Zenerva's face. You would recognize that. Yeah. Unfortunately, what is there oh, no. is a large bonfire at the feet of the statue Ooh. of burning crimson. And arrayed around that bonfire are several people in Bard's Guild livery doing a street performance. A small little one-act entitled 
the death of the Lord Mayor and the downfall of the guilds. And I think it is there that we're going to take our break. And when we come back, y'all got to set up a meeting, apparently. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's going to go so well. Greetings, my friends. I am Omatep Duskwalker, owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM. Here today to talk to you about a very affordable item known as the poor man's fireball, Alchemist's Fire. Alchemist's Fire generally comes in a small flask of glass that I wouldn't say is exactly sturdy. It is generally a sticky adhesive fluid that ignites when exposed to air, and thankfully the flask that it comes in tends to break at the drop of a hat, so it's pretty easy to expose it to air. Coming in at 50 gold, Alchemist Fire flasks are a cheap and easy alternative if you cannot afford those pesky third-level spells like Fireball or Delayed Blast Fireball. I mean, that's the whole thing with alchemy, right? It is a cheap and affordable way of replicating certain spell effects, perhaps to a lesser degree, but sometimes, like in this case, they will have added benefits. Because you know what's great about Alchemist Fire that is not true of Fireball? You really can't put out an alchemist fire. It's really tough. You need, like, blankets and some kind of dumping of water. Fireball just, boom, goes off. And you might catch something on fire. But if you really want something to catch fire and stay on fire, accept no substitute to alchemist's fire. The fieriest fire. Now, you may be asking yourself, but Omatep, you said this stuff was 50 gold. That's pretty much what everybody charges, right? Well, you would be correct, but nobody else sells it by the 24-pack. That is a Duskwalker Import and Export TM guarantee. Probably. If anyone else sells it by the 24-pack, you'd tell me, right? Like some kind of alchemist's guild or something? There's none of those, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, let's get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they were traversing their way across Stormhaven in an attempt to gather information and scout out where their enemy may lie. Having found a stronghold of some kind in the neighborhood of Fiddler's End, they eventually made their way to the Mage's Square near the center of Old Haven, bordering Hall Hill two of the oldest neighborhoods in Stormhaven. And it is there that they have found some kind of strange altar to crimson fire that bemarks the activities of this cult that they've been fighting for so long. So yeah, that is what you see. At the base of the statue of the old mage is a pyre of crimson flame, and just in front... Right here in the middle of the day, there seems to be a play going on. The little standing sign in front of it labels it as the death of the Lord Mayor and the fall of the guilds. Is is there a crowd? There is a small crowd, yeah. Uh, pe- some people are just walking by, but there are quite a few people who are just, like, watching this happen. And you're coming in kind of in the enjoying middle. it? Uh, there, as you're, like, coming into the square, you can see that there are a bunch of people around. Though the square is pretty decidedly split, and it's pretty obvious when you're watching where the splits are. 
there are three distinct factions in Mage's Square. Hmm. There are the rough and tumble, uh, good old boys of the <laughs> of the Porter's Guild, of the uh, like strapping, burly, thuggish-looking types. Um, Popeye-shaped. Of the Teamsters, yeah. Kind of. Um, they just definitely have more of a, a rough-and-tumble edge about them. They are more towards the northern end of the, the broad, open square here. More towards the ruins of Godsboro, where even here the smoke is pretty thick. Uh, you can see well enough, but like it's clearly smoggy. Mm-hmm. Vision isn't impaired all that much, it's just like there's a distinct haze in the air. Closer to the southern side of the square, you can clearly make out the Alchemist Guild representatives backed up by uh, other factions as well. You can see that there is clearly uh, people from the, the Miners and Metallurgist Guild have allied themselves with the Alchemists on the south side of the square. Straddling those two, you can see that through the center of the square, the Bard's Guild has kind of demarcated a demilitarized zone, for lack of a better term, where people are more or less going about their daily business. And at the center of all of it is the statue of the Old Mage, and there a pyre of crimson flame. Citizens are kind of going back and forth between the two sides, but guild members really aren't. And occasionally there will be, like, two groups from the different guild factions maybe butting up against each other. That, like, a fight might be about to break out, but then you see people, just people, in homespun clothing, but wielding rough clubs made of broken furniture and uh, masonry, kind of batting back and eventually overwhelming whatever factions are gathering forces to try to fight each other. The citizenry of Stormhaven far outnumbers any guild artisans that are trying to start shit. The play that's going on, if you want to call it that, it's a performance piece of some kind, but it, it's not something any of you have really ever seen before. This is some experimental bullshit. I'm so <laughs> mad. It's more like a live, full-sized Punch and Judy show. There are people who clearly represent, like, whole swaths of the city wearing masks. Masks that at least one of you would have a bit of a flashback to. Oh, no. It is weird animal masks with bone spurs. None of them with, like, eye holes. There's weird face plates around the animals. And each of the faceplates, again, almost with no eye hole or mouth hole to speak of, is painted with these Baroque symbols that seem to represent different factions, the guilds, the different lords. To the side, off on the edge of the stage, performance area, whatever you want to call it, 
is a figure laying on the ground with just an absurd, humongous uh, paper mache head that has clearly cracked open at a, a pointed seam and red streamers are uh, rolling out of the head and this figure is kind of laying out on the ground. They've got uh, several pillows stuffed up in their shirt to create this rotund, like, round individual. It's clearly some kind of mocking caricature of the Lord, of the former Lord Mayor. At the center of whatever is going on, there aren't really lines being spoken except by a a figure near the back who is occasionally shouting stage direction and narration of what's happening. Climax already. Damn it. <laughs> and this figure isn't necessarily wearing a costume beyond just the, the motley of a Bard's Guild member. But they're gesturing and pointing to different characters who are wearing masks as they perform different actions, and you can see at the center of whatever is happening here is a figure with enormous constructs strapped to their shoulder, like humongous red wings that fold out from its shoulders. And the mask is lizard-like in appearance, and it has a five-toed claw printed on the mask. And you can see it is standing in the center, kind of holding its hands up, and around its feet is a bunch of small little broken icons of different gods. Hmm. Hmm. Damn, this actually sounds sick as hell, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not into it, just out of principle. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know if you like get close to find out exactly what's being said, but you can just see this is happening from across the way. We're supposed to be like blending in and Yeah. So you want to join the crowd? <laughs> I mean Yeah. Yeah. Are we? I guess this is the first thing to determine is is here. And this is just one small like section of the square. The square is gigantic. This just right. happens to be at the center yeah. of it. I'd say maybe not at this. I don't, I don't know that we're gonna find any place in this district that doesn't have some influence in it. It might be better to do something more covert. Though I don't... That will, of course, limit the amount of you know, just straight information we can get. But... True. Um... But, at the very least, we can have him meet me at least somewhere in the square. Um, I I can blend into a crowd if I need to. Um, and even if they, you then went to a different location, we could 
make sure you weren't being followed. Right. I don't know. I don't think you should ever go to a secondary location, but that's just me. As you're talking, you can see the figures in masks representing the different guilds beginning to do play fighting around the uh, figure that is winged with the, the clawed mask at the center, still holding its arms up towards the sky. What else are you You're doing? the expert here, Sid. Yeah. I mean... Is there... Hmm. I'm trying to think if there's... Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'll have them... I'll stand in the crowd and I'll have them meet me in the crowd. Um... So I'm going to use my pocket watch. Uh, I am going to say, uh, I guess I don't know how long this performance is going to go, but um, I'm going to say, old man, I'm in Stormhaven. Meet me at the Mage's Square in one hour. And as you say that, you're going to pretty quickly get a response. And as the response comes back to you, you can see that in the distance, the, the players who are play fighting around the feet of the clawed winged figure will break apart as the the winged figure brings comes down and curls up in a small ball, you see the wings kind of folding behind him, and the figure will throw up a bunch of streamers of red and black. And appearing behind him, apparently hidden by the wings, is a figure dressed in bard's motley with a mask of uh, some kind of dire lion. The mane rushing down its shoulders and across the back with the sigildry of the Bard's Guild emblazoned on the mask. Who's that? We just don't mm. know. <laughs> what a mystery this is. <laughs> too showy for me, really. I, yeah, I see, they're, I see they're going for subtle iconography in this mm -hmm. performance. God, see just so trite, you know. Two guild members rushing in to fight the, the Bard's Guild, those with a mask of the alchemists and one of the uh, the teamsters, as you hear a voice in your head that says, Sid, my boy, is that you? Ha! It's been a while. One hour, you say? So be it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, one hour. He'll be here. Let's find a good spot for you all to keep an eye on me. How far away is the tea shop? Not that far. Maybe like half a block or so, just north of you. Visible? It's It borders the square. The tea shop itself yeah. is on the second story uh, mm -hmm. with a, a large patio that overlooks the square. It appears mm -hmm. mostly abandoned. 
<laughs> okay, maybe not then. All right. It does not appear to be open. Though there Damn are still it. abandoned chairs and tables out on the deck. I mean, you could go there. I don't I don't know if that's blending in or not. It would be blending in if they were open, but I, well, I How about another sort of storefront that may or may not be I don't know. Or any is there any place with tables and chairs on the right. ground floor on the outs on the 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 dirt on the ground? <laughs> Towards the south side of the square, there is more businesses open than the north side of the square. Like I said, the areas controlled by the Alchemist Guild tend to have more like business as usual, or maybe forced business as usual. Right. Well, then that's Sorry. your best bet. And yeah, you could pretty easily find a, a restaurant that's open. Uh, you can see that the prices are ridiculous. Everything they're charging <laughs> on the menu is like gold that they're charging for food and drink, not silver and copper that you'd expect for normal prices for just a good meal, even in this richer part of the city. Charging gold for some of the things they are on this is criminal, or at least right, it would be. Water, water and breadsticks for the table. <laughs> Shit, I've got plenty of money. I can buy whatever oh, okay. I want. I didn't give it all away. Uh, I have a pasta pass, so... Uh... I have the unlimited pasta pass. Um, <laughs> I, I do think that if we do buy food, though, we shouldn't look like we can just throw around money. Like We should at least put on the air of like, oh yeah, I think I have a gold... I don't know. Pers I, I don't think that we Cherish, should... you can cover me, right? You can cover you can cover this? I can cover <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe. As you're making your way to that side of the square, you see the performance breaking into a confusion of whirling bodies as two distinct sides are being formed of the the different people in masks. And the person wearing the lion's mane mask will step forward out from behind the the collapsed winged figure and will throw their arms wide and you can see suddenly masks beginning to rain down out from his outstretched hands as though they are floating like paper airplanes towards people in the crowd. And people will jump up and snatch at the masks and rush forward, putting them on, kind of fastening them over their faces and rush up as though this is some kind of like practiced, known, it's like live showings of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like people know what to do at certain moments. Mm -hmm. Ugh, there's also, there's like a couple of plants in the crowd mm -hmm. who got this started and now it's just like taken on its whole thing, a uh, whole life of its own. I started oh, throwing spoons at the performers. I reiterate, I hate improv everywhere. <laughs> and those crowd members who have grabbed masks are forming ranks down the center between the two different factions, and the lion-masked individual is kind of organizing them into a, a shape. Hmm. 
Oh, exactly. mm-hmm. diamond-ish. Mm. Yeah, kind of wedge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you find your way over to the an open air cafe slash restaurant. Do we all want to sit together, or do we all want to give the illusion that we are separate parties? Judah would definitely be of the opinion that, like, we should stay together. I mean, we'll all be in the same place, though. This isn't, like, a big area, is it? The square? Yeah, this is me asking out of character. Oh, the square? Specifically, the... Yeah, but the tables. No, the restaurant. Like, this is no, a restaurant. Yeah. Then yeah, if we sit at, I just mean like, we'll be a table away from Sid rather than, or and at various tables, so that we're not obviously a huge group of people trying to keep their eye on Sid. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. A little bit staggered, maybe in ones and just... twos. Yeah, I'm just trying to make this as spy. Mm-hmm. This is a, as James Bond as possible, you guys. <laughs> sure. We should be on the roof with a sniper rifle, then. <laughs> Honestly, oh, yes. I mean, yeah. Newer James Bond. Don't yeah, fuck let's make it James Bond. It. I'm gonna go loudly order a drink and have it be prepared in a way that it is not just to draw attention to myself. I'm going to introduce myself to the main villain and then immediately fuck him over at some kind of gambling, <laughs> just to make I'm him. I'm gonna go angry. have sex with some random woman. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we all split off and go do that, and then yeah, back. <laughs> yeah. but we only we only get to do one. Hour. one. Right. You only get to pick one, so Everybody what's your one? Yeah, pick one. Yeah, okay. Baccarat, go. Explain Baccarat to me. Um, <laughs> but leastways, as you all intermingle around in this restaurant, uh, give me a stealth text again to try to, like, you know, fly casual. Sure. <sighs> I tripped I my hat falls off. <laughs> I did the exact opposite of you. I didn't botch, but it's only a five. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Reed, did you do the exact opposite of a botch? Yes. Me too! Stop stealing my thunder, my dude. Come on! Sorry! She can do. I I know! It's built into her character. No, lightning is her thing. I'm loud and obnoxious. Sid, what do you got? Thunder's my thing. I can do uh, thunder, I, got, I got a 24. Okay, well, the the two crits definitely make up for the... <laughs> uh, not so much on Cherish's end. Even even with a crit, Sid still beats me. <laughs> I, If it makes you feel better, and I know it won't, I rolled an 11. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that in the nicest way. I really do. <laughs> Okay, uh, settling into this Fucking restaurant. <laughs> yeah, depending on what you order, it could cost upwards of like 15 gold to get a meal. I'm just, I'm not kidding. Water, tears is like uh, if steamed you... veggies and water. <laughs> okay, uh, that'll still run you five gold. Okay. Like they char- they're charging for the water. Yeah. 
Uh, and if you come into this, this place with that, like, knowing what the prices are, because they're clearly listed on, like, a, a standee menu, um, mm-hmm. and the, the, the front of house people will watch you with just this, like, hungry look in their eyes as you approach, and as soon as you see the menu and then are okay with the prices and continue on in, there is this fervent surge of service as these people desperately want you to order stuff. For sparkling water, not oh. God. <laughs> Do you have mineral water? No, I'm also dressed. Yeah, there's plenty really of minerals sh- in the water. <laughs> I'm also dressed really shabby, so oh, whoops. But as soon as you're willing to spend the money, yeah, there is just a a flurry of service that these people are willing to give you. Um, there aren't a ton of people eating here, so when this like small trail of people makes their way in, uh, there is some, like, excited, frantic motion. And you... Not as subtle as we want to be, maybe, but, yeah. Like, looking around and kind of settling in, you get the sense that, like, a lot of the businesses on this side of town are kind of like this. Anyone who's actually making money is doing so uh, with a fervor. They're trying to not extort people necessarily, but make as much as possible. And there's a desperation to it. Mm. And the businesses that are doing that are the ones with the little homunculus cages nearby. Right. It's the doing of the Alchemist Guild. So you sit and wait for an hour? Yeah. Okay. That's the other thing, too, is that they're not going to be happy with us (laughs) if we... Yeah. Hanging out here. If we're paying any amount of money, they'll they'll be happy with us. True. And that's true. So long as you keep ordering stuff, they won't say anything about it. Yes, mm. tell me about your chicken tendies. If you're you just sitting and watching and, like, nursing a single drink, they'll start getting really antsy. That's what I'm afraid of. So what... Uh, I just need to mark down gold-wise, uh, like, for them to not freak out or anything, to just keep giving, like, normal service, how much gold do I need to spend here? And, like, what's the amount of food that I need to order? You could go the cheap route that Tears is determined to do and probably get away with spending about eight gold over the course of an hour, which is still like criminally expensive for water and cheap food. Also, is all the money I have left. uh, Does 18 get me like... That gives you a good meal and continuous drink service. Excellent. I will spend 18 gold. What about the rest of you? Mm. I think Cherish, in an effort to make up for not being as stealthy coming in, maybe, like, doesn't stay as long. And, like, you know... To be like, oh yeah, we're not all just sitting here for an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and like maybe tries to find another casual building to lean against or something. Okay. Uh, you definitely get looks from people on this side, depending on if you stay on the south side of the square. There's, uh. there, there's no one that you can see that's just hanging out. That's more north, closer to the, the center of the square and on the north side. Um, Judah will spend then I guess I'll money. cover the center. Okay, so be closer towards the middle of the square. Yeah. Okay. Then you definitely catch the end of whatever this performance is. And uh, you see that in the time that you spent, like, getting food and uh, getting settled and then paying your check and leaving, performers have soundly fallen to the ground. The people from the crowd who are still wearing the masks are slowly handing them back to the lion-masked individual at the center. And for every mask that's given back, they will grasp the forearm of the person yeah. handing it to them and shake vigorously and say some kind of words of encouragement. They don't appear to be being branded or anything, but like the It's definitely symbolic. There's mm -hmm. there's some symbology here that you can't help but yeah. see. And at the end of the performance, all the players in their masks will get up from the ground and bow towards the crowd. And there's cheering and clapping that you all see even from the restaurant. Uh, the crowd starts to disperse and the players will retreat to what appears to be a small bivouac behind the crimson bonfire near the base of the statue. There's like a kind of behind the stage, but it, it's not closed off or anything. It's just behind this big bonfire. So if you're looking directly at the bonfire, your eyes are kind of like, look away from the fire, so you don't necessarily see the, the benches and uh, small trunks that are set up over there. But the the person who played the Lord Mayor is going to like scoop all the confetti back into his head and take the head off, and you see just like some dude. The person with the pyre scale mask is going to take it off and like, ooh, kind of like, F flap at the shirt, like, ooh, that, that's the hottest costume. Whoever <laughs> is... <laughs> uh, whoever is sitting with at the table with Tirza, Tirza is, like, super, super antsy watching the rest of this show. Like, this is creepy, and Olivia loves this show. Tirza does not like it at all. She is not about the experimental theater. <laughs> mm. Uh, yeah, and the, the crowd disperses. Uh, Cherish, you would see people walking up asking like when the next one is, and apparently it'll be in an hour. Um, though at this point, you've only got about 15 minutes left to wait. Mm -hmm. Everyone give me mm -hmm. perception checks. Oh, there it is. All right. Oof. Not great. These chicken yeah. tendies are very distracting. I am not paying attention. I am also not doing great. Um, <laughs> 11. That's okay. Uh, 25. Oh, you just barely beat me. 
Yeah, just, just by a bit. I think maybe Cherish has become... What'd you get, Cherish? Distracted uh, and antsy by the crimson flames the more... The closer she is to them and the more she stares at them. I got an eight. You can see the the large brazier that the flames are resting in. There's no source of fuel in that brazier. It's just fire coming up from blackened metal. Giving Cherish some uncomfortable flashbacks to the uh, the chain double vision. Tears of what'd you get? I got a ten. Ten. <laughs> she she's full on just like hand like fingers tapping on the table and like her foot's bouncing a little bit. Just like yeah. Uh, Judah, who is sitting probably with you, Tirza, uh, will like tap a big finger on the the table at you and like gesture with his head towards the square and you look just as Sid does uh, towards the center of the square where a a flamboyant figure you can't help but see him yeah Uh, Yeah. the kind of platinum blonde hair blowing in a breeze that no one else is affected by the sky blue cape that ripples out behind him. I love Cesario so much, you guys. He's got, like, pale skin that's tinted blue. Uh, he, he has got a, a cocky smile and a, a sword riding at his hip in a, a, an ornate sheath of black leather and gold filigree. As Cesario the Swordless uh, walks into the square, and you see him, you kind of like looking around, doesn't see anyone, starts bobbing up on his heels and uh, looks and sees the performers off to the side of the flame, will clap and point towards them and start walking towards them, doing finger guns a little bit. What do you do? Um, I will pay my check and I will head towards him. Okay. Cherish, you're somewhere out near the middle of the square, so you would eventually, uh, Cesario basically just like walks in front of you, completely oblivious to you. That's fine. I kind of figured. <laughs> It's, yeah. Well, your cherish is also disguised too. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's like he yeah. he walks directly in front of you, and that's when you notice him, and huh. he's just oh. like completely taken by whatever he thinks is going on. So, Sid, do you want to try to catch him before he talks to the performers? Yes, please. Okay. How do you do that? Just run um, at him. Can I? Uh. Uh. How? Uh. I'm trying to think <laughs> of a uh, of a good way to. Can I just like walk up, like from behind, uh, hook my my arm around. Uh, his and just kind of like pull him off uh, away from. Uh, sure, 
Give me a... What would this be? Ooh. Ooh, I did think of a better idea. Okay. I am going to make myself look like a very attractive woman. Okay. So just you... like suddenly in the middle of the square? Yeah. The, I... the real Sid finally comes out. Remember yeah. how Alter Self works. <laughs> it's horrifying <laughs> to view, yes. <laughs> um... Shit. He just throws a sheet over himself and he then grabs pulls Judah's bedsheet and... off of Judah. Beautiful. No, I, you know, I just I just take my cloak and I I don't know I don't know how fast it it uh, uh what six seconds it's an action. Yeah, I mean it 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 happens quick, just terrifyingly so. Yeah. Uh, I guess I can see that Cesario is heading towards the performers, yeah? Absolutely. It's very obvious where Cesario's going. Um, He's pointing at them, going, hey! I guess... Can I just stand up and be like, oh my god, Cesario? (laughs) And he will turn and go, oh, hey, how's it going? You're just like Sid owes me so many fucking favors right now. Nice um, to meet you. Have we met before? Sorry, I'm bad with faces and names. No, I just I've I've seen you before at show outside of shows. <laughs> I can't believe that you're right here. I'm so I'm right so here, sorry if I'm in the flesh. Oh no, my time is all yours. <laughs> I'm like making eye contact with Sid, like from behind, from like, <laughs> like get over here. <laughs> I'm going to mute I, myself, otherwise I'm going to be yelling, just like, no, fuck off, fuck you, no, yeah. I I did think that Cesario was going to say, my time is worth nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Okay. <laughs> Somebody said that to him once, and he didn't quite understand what it meant. He, yeah, he uh, thought it was a compliment and something yeah. slick to say. Yeah. How do you do that with your hair? It's it's uh, incredible. Really, run his hand through his hair, and it kind of blows in the wind. Well, some say it's a natural gift of my people, and I'd have to agree. <laughs> my God. The Am god's I... got nothing to do with it. Am <laughs> I anywhere near this at, at this point? <laughs> Getting across the square as quickly as possible. Terminator running now. <laughs> I must save her. <laughs> so I heard they call you the swordless. I mean, you... You have one, obviously, but is it true that you <laughs> never use it? It's true. I never need to pull the sword from the sheath. I've never found someone worthy of my blade. <laughs> That's incredible. Right? So, what brings you to this part of town? Um, well, you know, I heard the the Bard's Guild um, puts on shows. It's true, uh, they do. You know, I could introduce you. I know a few of them. Really? Of course. (laughs) 
I just caught the tail end of the last one and I hope, uh, I think they're putting it on again in about an hour. I hope I get to see all of it. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Bard's Guild's real hot these days, you know, always got the newest, greatest performances. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about the one at the, the theater? Uh, the theater. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That, uh, Johnny C one. Yeah, I know that mm-hmm. one. It's about this time that Sid is coming up, trotting behind. Yeah, I think it's got something to do with, um, there's this guy, John right? Cena. He's, uh, uh-huh. his name's John Cena. Johnny C. And, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, you know, he's real cool. Huh? Uh, and then he, um, well, there's something, you, you know, Really, what it's all about is the really living in the moment of the performance. So you really got to experience right. it and be there to understand what it's all about. Yeah. And I, I've caught up at this point. Uh-huh. Hmm. I didn't know they let you see the shows. And he'll turn and say, Oh, you'd be surprised what they let me see. You know, guy like me can walk in and, you know, walk from the side of the stage. I gotta be there in case the audience gets rowdy. Sometimes that happens. Am I? Well, I, I didn't, I, I didn't transform because I, that would be Sure, but you still look like normal. John Human Men. Yeah. Uh, You wouldn't happen to be Cesario, would you? It's a day for people recognizing me. It sure is. Hey, um, I am a mutual friend of Sid Emberlight. Oh, that old boy. Where's he? It's told me to meet him here. I guess he decided not to show. <laughs> Classic Sid. Well, he wanted me to. Uh, he he's actually just a block down, so he wanted me to take you there. Oh, bit unorthodox, but all right. Sorry, ma'am, you're going to have to excuse me. You've got a Bard's Guild business to take care of. Uh, okay. <laughs> you stay beautiful, all right? <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And as soon as he's not looking at me anymore, I'm like... <laughs> and a voice inside your head says... You should light him on fire. (laughs) (laughs) He will not be missed. I couldn't agree more, but that's not how we operate. We still need things from him. (laughs) Unfortunately. So the rest Mm -hmm. of you would see John Humanman, uh, (laughs) a.k.a. Sid Emberlight, leading... Cesario to where? You know, uh, I just want him to get away from that that <laughs> whole uh, group. Um, uh, let's go because people aren't really hanging out, like um, in, in especially the, not the now that the performance is done. Yeah, no, right, yeah. Um, Fuck, I didn't think that far ahead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like, get him away! Classic uh, Yeah, Yeah, that's very true. Um, can I... 
I don't know if I want to lead them back to the the restaurant that everybody's sitting at, but um, yeah, why not? Fuck it. Um, okay. Yeah. He's kind of just like looking around. So, how do you know Sid Emberlite? Me and him, we go way back. Took him under my wing, you might say. Yeah, yeah. He he's talked about you. Um, I'm sure he oh, has. Wait, no, John Humanman. Uh, yes, he talked about you quite often. He, uh, old friend of mine, we grew up together in uh, Dustwater, you know. Mm, mm. Old dust pants over there. Dust pants? Well, you're I'm walking not... around in dust water. You're going to get dust all over your pants. That's just way of life out over there. I suppose so. I'm, uh, as you can see, a, a man of the people, man of the earth, you know, covered in dust. Hey, um, <laughs> uh, hold on. Uh, I, do you mind? Uh, I grab a table. Um, well, I, he said we'd, uh, he'd be, he'd meet you here. So, uh, Sure, yeah. I guess I'll just uh, entertain. Garcon, bottle of oh, wine God. for me, and well, just me for now. <laughs> um, and before, uh, while we're waiting for him, and know, he'll uh, like flip a platinum coin up out of a, a pouch at his belt, and it'll land on the table. Hmm. And I, I just want to like take a look around. I want to see if there is anybody keeping an eye on him specifically. Obviously, he just flicked a platinum coin, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, just see if people are keeping extra eye on him just in the area. Sure. Uh, perception. Can, can I? Uh, um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, 20. 20. Looking around. Yeah, you don't see anyone, uh, like, tailing Cesario, as far as you can tell. Okay. No, no one's keeping an eye on People are definitely, uh, the people, workers at the restaurant are definitely, like, scurrying to get to his aid when they saw the platinum piece roll up into the air. But this place is contained enough that it's not like someone's, like... Oh shit, that guy's got platinum. Get him! Right, yeah. You're in a uh, safe-ish part of the square. Uh, Olivia, what were you going to say? Uh, no. Nah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, and Cesario orders a bottle of wine. Mm. Your finest red... I think Cesario, uh, this is Cesario, right? Yes, Sid's friend. Yes. What do you, uh, you, you work with the Bard's Guild, if I'm not mistaken, you're, uh. (laughs) My reputation precedes me. What do you, what what do you, uh, Sid mentioned you do security work. Are you a member of? the bard's guild or just sort of a uh, no you can't tie down the wind like that no freelance that's me mm. Mm. are you you work with the 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 sort of bard's guild leadership or you know uh... i work very closely with the bard's guild leadership one might even say they need me to survive <laughs> 
So and he looks at you like uh, that was a joke. that's uh yeah uh sid mentioned your uh your your uh sense of humor and your sharp uh sharp wit my wit's almost as sharp as my blade (laughs) well uh lucky that you get to use your wit since your sword stays sheathed so often that's why i gotta keep them both sharp (laughs) um Judah will lean into you, Tirza, and just say, Who is this imbecile? <laughs> I just, it's like Sid's greatest teacher, apparently. <laughs> R- role model. Uh, uh, he's. Personal god. I, I don't know. It's really frightening. Wow. For a while. This explains I, yeah. so much. I know. I'm. <laughs> So embarrassed. The first time we met him, I actually thought he was kind of charming and great. Um, but now, after hearing him speak for three seconds, I've <laughs> rapidly changed my mind. I've grown so much in the past few months. Uh, yeah, you're a little bit taller than you used to be. Uh, what's, uh, it's been a while since I've been in uh, this part of the city. What's what's going on with the and I sort of gesture at the 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 braziers with the the hellfire coming out of it. Uh and he'll say Oh that new performance piece, Bard's Guild thing. Not a hundred percent. It it's supposed to accentuate the performances. Really uh, right. puts a fire under the actors. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, um, can I get a... Is I mean, he seems to be acting as normal, but can I, can I get a read on him to see if there's anything off about Cesario? Give me an insight check. Yeah. Uh, 16. His eyes will flash between Stormpiercer that you are wearing. I am. Back up at you. His eyebrows will waggle, and there's this expression on his face that's like, why are we doing this, Sid? (laughs) But then it'll quickly go back to a smile. Hmm. What do you know about what Sid has been doing in, over the last few months? Not much. There was that uh, business at uh, Wickmore's Landing, blanking on the city name there for a second. It's one of those smaller ones, I'm sure. But uh, beyond that, well, kid's a little out of touch these days. Mm, busy guy. Seemed that way. Rushed out of town in a real hurry. Got real antsy when I started talking about the Bard's Guild for some reason. Hmm. You would have no idea why. You know, you were being so important, uh, being in close contact with the upper echelon of the Bard's Guild. 
You haven't overheard anything? Of course not. Me overhear something? I'm just there to guard their bodies. That's what the bodyguard does is guard the bodies, right? <laughs> Give me another insight check. Sure. 16. And he will wrap his knuckle on the table, circle it once, and then scratch at his ear in Thieves' Cant, saying there's ears everywhere. Uh, and then I will use Thieves' Cant uh, back and say, that's why I still look like this. And he'll nod and say, No, I try to stay out of the bard's business. That's all Master Carter's business these days. Right. <laughs> Though he yeah. keeps me close because you never know when you're going to need a sharp blade. That's true. That's true. I uh... Or a sharp wit, am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how how much do your your sir are you just working bard's guild or or are you you say you're you're freelance how, how much do your services cost these days well don't want to brag don't want to brag and his the level of his voice will rise as he says usually about uh 20 gold a week 20 gold a week okay. he says louder okay. so everyone in the area can hear oh sure 20 gold a week? Why, you must be worth at least 30 gold a week. Well, <laughs> don't want to brag, but long-term contracts tend to get a reduced rate. Right. Yeah, I. the reason why I'm asking is uh, I, I plan on going uh, a caravan out of town and might be needing some protection uh, for a group of friends and I. Well, unfortunately, my contract's up through the year, and I'm mm. a man of my word, of course, never going to break a contract once I've signed it. Gotcha, gotcha. Don't want to well, be that... like those people breaking their lease across the way, right? Over on Cobblers. Mm. Mm, yeah, I... I... Which you know is a street that's very close by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh. And, and sorry, he said, "Don't want to be like those folks on, on on cobblers who broke their lease, right? Who broke their lease on cobblers." Yeah, you know, I uh, I generally tend to steer clear of those parts, but uh. Well, it's a nice part of town if you know where to look. I was told the the townhouses overlooking the square are quite nice, or at least they were. <laughs> they were. Well, maybe I'll have to take a look. Uh, I I appreciate that. I don't see him. He said he was going to be here. Just like Sid. Saying yeah. one thing, doing another. <sighs> Well, I I do apologize. I guess I, I maybe he'll he'll still be here, but uh, well, I, I do. And as the wine is delivered, he would go. I've got all the time in the world. Well, not all the time. At least till the end of this bottle. Mm. <laughs> Thankfully, have the afternoon off. Well, you enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> I, I will. You take care of yourself. You hear, Sid's friend. Name's John. Good to meet you, Cesario. John it is. 
Just mm. like the play. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, maybe I should go see that. I'd recommend it, though. Uh, I will say, bring your own snacks. Sneak them in. Smart man. Theater snacks, always overpriced. <laughs> All right. I will head uh, towards Cobbler's. Um, what are the rest of you doing as you see this conversation end? Oh, yeah. At, at the table with Judah, I'm like, check, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they, were, they were about to bring my... My, my my hot chocolate. I really, really wanted a hot chocolate. Well, then you can stay here and, eat and drink your I, hot chocolate. But I, I had tiny marshmallows in it uh, that I ordered. Grawl, I'm sure we can get it to go. We can get it to go. Let's do it. I mean, uh, as, the, as the um, the server comes over to uh, to drop off the check. <laughs> Tears is going to stand up and say, he's paying, and clap her hand on girl's shoulder and then leave. <laughs> and the server will put, like casually turn towards you, sliding the bill towards you. <laughs> sorry, sorry, uh, I have to follow John. <laughs> I'm killing Tirza. I'm killing Tirza. We don't fucking need a tank anymore. Fuck it. Yeah, we have George. Got George. Yeah. George has never done anything to hurt me, both spiritually or physically. Yeah. I have done both. You are, and you are the true monster of this campaign. What have we made? Mm -hmm. Cherish, what are you doing? How much is that going to cost me, Mike? Uh, 26 gold. Uh, so it was my 18, an additional 26 on top of that, no, or no, no, 26 no. total? 26 total. Okay. okay. Um, I will... actually slowly racked up a higher tab than she could <laughs> just to dump it on girl. No. 100 gold. Can live humbly bullshit. <laughs> Do you have any I mana will... here? Fun. <laughs> 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 Yes, now's the time for that. Okay, yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to black out, please. <laughs> How about cactus juice? Ooh. It'll quench you. The quench you. It's. Mm -hmm. Um, I will also follow after John Humanman. Okay, are you all attempting yeah. to do this stealthily again? Maybe single. I mean, one at a time. yeah. I the the. Um, or are you just going into leaving, a flying V behind disguised no, Sid? No, leaving, leaving Grawl with the tab was as funny as it was, as it would be if I was just trying to stick him with the tab. It was actually Tears' attempt to go one at a time. And yeah. I'm farther away than um, everyone else, so. True. That's true. Okay. So I'd like to be, I'd like to be subtle about then, it. Yeah. All right. As would I. So what you're saying is you knew you were going to make this decision and decided to spend money anyways. No, I I decided when Sid left. Mm -hmm. This was... She spent the appropriate amount of time to not be harassed by the servers, Grawl. Yeah. This, is, this is a Black Ops mission. Mm -hmm. So Cherish, you're falling into mm -hmm. line behind Sid. 
Grawl and uh, Tirza bringing up the rear. Judah kind of closing closing into the middle. You're all following Sid away from Mage's Square towards the north end of Ribble Mead. Kind of abutting the square, you can see that uh, there is a side street that is clearly labeled as Cobbler's. And just at the edge of that street, you can see that down the way there are several like leather, fine leatherworking and clothiers. And this area seems devoid of any markings that would sign it as alchemist or teamsters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And right overlooking the square is a tall uh, six-story building that appears to be a series of townhouses. Each level of this building is its own kind of complex of housing with some, uh, like, there's clearly a, a staircase on the outside leading up to each individual level. There are balconies on each level overlooking Major Square. This is an expensive home unit of at least six different homes. Can we... I, I want to try and find... Uh, like a side alley that's semi near this uh, massive town house. Okay. Yeah, pretty easy. There are a few alleys off to the side between buildings. Great. Farther down oh. the road, you can see that there are warehouses down there that are clearly like merchant warehouses, places where stock is stockpiled and then distributed. Um, and I am going to uh, hang out and wait for everybody to uh, catch up, I guess. Okay. And eventually the rest of you would definitely catch up. Hey, don't go too fast. I'm going to spill the marshmallows. Okay. It's hot. You didn't Very ask hot. for a lid? That's... They don't have a lid. What? What's it's a, magical? It's a travel stein. It's got a thumb lid on it. It cost me 14 gold for the travel stein. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cesario mentioned... Well, I don't know how much y'all could hear of that, but... um, I wasn't listening. His voice carries. Pretty much, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Leave it to an air genasi to have a strong diaphragm. Um, Almost literally none of it. I was really far I don't away. Know, I thought, he was, I thought he was full of hot air. Didn't... You're not wrong. He was recovering. Mm. Um, but he mentioned this building in particular. I mean, Commander, I mean, you know, we did hear that mm-hmm. there was a townhouse near Major Square. Right. So, I think we need... Do uh, if I poke my head out of the alley, do it, or as as we were walking up uh, past the the townhouse, was there a lot of people coming and going, um, or are the streets over here a lot less busy? Streets around here are markedly less busy, especially around the townhouse specifically. It seems as though like people aren't necessarily avoiding it, but no one's entering or exiting. Again, right. they look like homes, to be fair. It's not like they're yeah. going to have a brisk trade out of someone's house. 
Well, at least what you can see on the ground level appears to be like a very expensive several bedroom house of some kind, albeit one story. Yeah, we, whatever we want to find out is probably in there. How many people can you make invisible? Can I make five now? Depending on what level I use it as. What uh, level spell slot do you have? Yeah, uh, I have up to f- fifth level. No, you only level. have fifth level. Right. But maybe I don't want to turn everyone invisible. Maybe I just want to be like, no. You can, I mean, regardless of how many people you turn invisible, you have to cast it at fifth level. Yeah, no, I'm aware. Yeah, okay. That's how warlocks do. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know, fifth level uh, invisibility, invisibility is a second level spell? Yeah, so it'd be four people. Total, yeah. No, no, it'd be three. It's good, but it's also terrible. Oh, one at second. Two at third, uh, three at fourth, four at fifth. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. It literally would have been quicker for me to just Google search invisibility, then open my app, and then go through like my list of spells, mm-hmm. and then pull it up. Yeah, your ultimate growl cheat sheet is way too big. Uh, no, I wasn't even looking at the ultimate growl cheat sheet. I was oh. opening an app on my phone that I uh, already had I open. <laughs> Good work. I should have used the cheat sheet. Hmm. Uh, but yeah again that would be using some girl's precious magic that sounded facetious when I said it but I didn't mean it that way <laughs> you should probably say it again you know, the most tone. of us are invisible and someone stays as lookout yeah not a bad way to search around it, see what is even in there yeah yeah I can also either turn myself or one other person into some kind of animal to maybe scout out. Like a rat or something. Or a raven to kind of fly up, flutter around, look through windows, try to find out. How do we know which one of these is the one we want? Yeah. Looking for clues in that you can see through windows. Hmm. Well, we're looking for something owned by Atticus Carter. Um, Do you think he'd have like bath towels embroidered with his name or with his I initials? Was, I was thinking the lobby might have. Um, there doesn't appear to be like a, a lobby to this building. Is there like a mailbox? Said, there's uh, yeah, mailbox. There, there is a staircase on the outside of the building where each landing is uh, the front door. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, what, we want to go to the top? Does make sense. I mean, we go to the top and work our way down. I. Who knows? Who wants to be on lookout? Judah will say, I'm wasted for investigating things. My eyes might be better served out here. 
Okay. Yeah, and, sounds good. And now uh, Judah has a pocket watch. So, or not a pocket watch, a stone, stone of far speech. Do I just talk into the Those rock? Yes, but we it come uh, don't. We're going to be sneaking around, and when you speak into the stone, it will make a sound. Um, so it might give away our position. So if there is someone approaching. Uh, I will make a low humming sound. Sounds good. And I figure if it's urgent enough that Ju- Judah needs to talk, our cover is probably almost blown anyway. So right. Yeah, sounds good. If things are really bad, I will shoot a beam of focused internal energy known as key through a window. How does that sound? Yeah, it sounds pretty dope. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if that happens, shit has really hit the fan. <laughs> I don't know what a fan is, but you are so right. Well, you know, a fan. If 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 some poop got on like a folding fan, <laughs> that would like be like a horrible smell right into your face. And then you were like, and then you were like flicking, oh. flicking it yeah. against oh, your face. Terrible. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking of like some kind of spinning device like that is like powered. Like a windmill? Yeah, but like a small personal windmill <laughs> that just blows cool. I don't know why. <laughs> what, why would it blow? Dude, windmills are used for like, I grinding, like up ground, grinding up wheat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's, the wind drives it. How it's not going to very tiny cornmeal. Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's fucking <laughs> infiltrate this shit. What is this? A windmill for ants? <laughs> <laughs> and Sid's like, "Yes, it is. It's my greatest creation. It's my life's work." So you want to <laughs> try to God. do what? Yeah. Are we just? going for it we're not even gonna like... I, I think no i think i just really want to turn into a bird yeah i know you do and be i also bird. think that that's the best way to be a to bird figure out like where which which floor it's going to go into okay be yeah why don't we do that first uh cherish and also uh, i still want to give elliot what they want which is to be a bird <laughs> i could tell i could feel it yeah, go for it. I've suggested like three times this session. It's all I want. So you want to polymorph, polymorph yourself into a bird, and then go flying around the building to try to see which floor is the one you might Something. want. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And uh, to like see if anyone is in there, because like I know we're going invisible, sure. but we still are going to have to break into a place mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. uh yeah give me a bird perception check bird I, I, I don't know what kind of bird you're transforming into so that stats um, i can i'm gonna transform into a raven okay just or like a you know city bird a, a bird pigeon be slightly wiser than a pigeon. <laughs> uh, big ol' crow. Yeah. I will just use the stats for raven. Okay, fair enough. There are ravens in Stormhaven. Yeah. Oh, sure. They're the alpha birds. Then there are the... Storm ravens. The, the weird ravens that are, uh, like, over by the alchemist guild and stuff that have learned to talk. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Rat birds. Constantly you could want. also just summon the lesser again. No. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's totally an option. It's a perfectly good scout. Ooh. 
That is a 19. Okay, so Cherish transforming herself into the form of a raven, uh, kind of with everyone standing in the alley to try to like shield the view of the odds of any passerby seeing this magical display. Nobody does. Mm -hmm. But you transform and fly around this building a couple of times just to get a a look-see. And with that perception check, you (laughs) learn several things. Oh, boy. The vast majority of the floors of this building appear to be abandoned. Or at the very least, they're empty, based on the windows you can see looking in. Those that aren't are the 7th. And the third clearly have people in them. The fifth has furniture and is clearly like a a furnished home of some kind, but appears to be empty. The people you see on the seventh and third floor are (laughs) clearly marked as cultists. Due to the brands you see on arms and pectorals, they appear to be guards of some kind. Occasionally one will come out onto the a balcony and start smoking. There are probably close to two dozen of them in total. Okay. The first... Uh, bet- between the between floors the two, two or floors, on each? Yeah. Okay. Like I said, the fifth floor is furnished and looks like a home of some kind, but is otherwise appears to be empty. And the first floor appears to just be some other house, like really well-appointed rich person home, but again, it appears to be empty. That was the fifth, and what was the other floor that was furnished? First. The first, okay. Yeah. So the second, fourth and sixth floors are, they appear to be abandoned and just empty. Um, okay, I will return and let everybody know. About, if you had to estimate how many people you saw inside this building, what would be your best estimate? About two dozen between the two occupied floors. And it was tough to tell because you can't see all the way into the houses. Yeah. From what I could tell. Walls and doors in the way. Good old balls, walls and doors. Um, Did it look like people were moving from floor to floor or uh, is all of that? Okay. No, and you would see them. The only means of moving from floor to floor that you can see is the stairwell outside on the exterior of the building. Okay. Gotcha. Um. So what do we think? Nothing, apparently. No? Avoid the floors with all the people. Maybe maybe the fifth floor, or the fir- uh, because it is furnished. Clearly, it's somebody's living there, but there's not a bunch of dudes. 
Yeah. yeah. See if there's any information there, and then we can always continue onto different floors if we need to. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Let's How do long it. does invisibility last? One hour. One hour. Oh boy. So what are you doing? Y'all ready for this? Everyone, we have to stop singing. We're going to be invisible. It doesn't make us quiet. Let's stop this. Okay, so invisibility on one, two, three, four people total. Judah's staying outside. Judah's staying outside and will alert you if he sees anything. Oakley doakley. He's also going to keep an eye out for Talila because it's been a while. Good. Right. I, was, I yeah. was just I was just about to say, oh my god, what if George just fucking crashes through a window? I mean, that was one of the things that, that Talia says like that's really good. George is easy to get up to like the second story window and all that kind of stuff. He did yeah, yeah, she did literally say that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now I expect George to bust up through the floor, honestly. <laughs> He's been here the whole time. So, Grawl, you cast invisibility on you and your three companions. Yes, I'm. and then what do you yeah, do? Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Well, hit, hit the thing before I cast it. Mm-hmm. Does Judah want to be invisible too? Because he can be invisible. You can target right. up to four uh, creatures total, not including, also including mm-hmm. yourself. So. No, he cannot, if you wish to cast invisibility on other people. Yeah, you can get four targets when you cast at a fifth level. Mm. Damn. I wanted that to not include myself. Judah will say, I will be as unobtrusive as possible. Maybe go back out into the square and watch the building from the exterior. Yeah. They might be starting another of those performances soon. I can blend into the crowd. Mm-hmm. And he'll, as, like, nearly seven foot tall Minotaur will shrug and say, Yes, blend in. <laughs> I believe in you. You have the bed sheet, so. It's true, I do. And he'll kind of, like, clutch it close around his neck. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm assuming his horns just go through it. No, his horns don't go out. Judah's horns kind of like curl down around his ears and kind oh, of like, like come a, forward like, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Cool. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Arbadon had the long horns. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's why I anyway, need to fix my Judah fan art. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, they kind of like think... curl out to the side and come forward. Um. Then I think we just. I think we just go. I think we just put our ear up to the the door and make sure there's nobody right inside, and then we just mm-hmm. go into the building. Okay, fifth floor. Okay. Um, you're invisible. Yeah. None of you can see each other. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I? Um, not. If I use an eldritch invocation, uh, it doesn't interrupt my concentration for this. No, because it's not. A, is it yeah. a spell? Well, it, it allows me to cast Detect Magic. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, so. is Detect Magic a concentration spell? I don't think so. It absolutely is. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Should we, should we all like uh, uh, hand on shoulder so we can follow each other? Sure, we can always yeah. split up if we absolutely need to. Yeah. Yeah. I will I will take point. Yeah, I was gonna say, I mean Okay. You are probably Stood. the only one who can pick a lock, so I I certainly can. Um so get your hand off my butt. That you're okay, you're on the oh, lead. Stop. You're on the lead. He's, okay, great. No one's touching okay. your butt. Oh no, Super that was actually it, me. I'm sorry. What the hell? I didn't mean to I... Rude. You're so much talking. taller. You're so much taller than me. Guys, guys, <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Infiltration. No. <laughs> Why would you I do this? We we're all still outside of the building. <laughs> yeah, you are. We're still out. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Okay. So we're gonna walk towards the building now. Rolling to see if there are any random passerbys. Yeah. Going like, what the guys. fuck? Oh, that's fine. I don't care about them. Okay. And you are proceeding up to the fifth floor. Correct. As sneakily as possible. That Mm -hmm. is correct. Okay. I need everybody to give me a stealth check. Do we have advantage because we are invisible? Yes, you do. Yeah. Oh, not going to need it. Ooh la la. Thank you, Lord. I was so close to a double crit. Oh, <laughs> and when we get into combat, if we do get into combat, I'm not going to roll well. Somehow, I don't think we're going to get into combat tonight. But... We had advantage because one of mine. Batch. That's good. Ooh, that's what are very our good. Other one. <laughs> I I should go last. <laughs> but uh, you're gonna be going first, though. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I got a natural 20, so... Hey, so did I. 33. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Sid could be touching Grawl's butt, and he wouldn't know. <laughs> it's a Just gentle like palming. Handing. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> what else we got? Sid, Sid is doing uh, Yeah, so I got a, I got a nat 20, uh, and then plus 3. Uh, 23. So, 23. Oh, yeah? Uh, I got an 18. Okay. A 16. Why did I say plus 3? I have a plus 1. It's 21. I can't math. Okay. I was looking at my intelligence savings. Uh, leastways, y'all did very, very well. And you creep up these stairs with uh, an absolute stealth. Sid, you, you're you in your element here. It's been a while since you've creeped stealthily around a city, but this is where you were born and bred. You know to stick to the outside of the stair where the wood meets the joists so that you're not creaking in the center of the stair. You know to round along the outside of the landing so you're not stepping in the center where the wood might bow and creak under your weight. You know not to get hands near the railings in case there's a wobble or a shake to it. Making your way up, you pass the first floor, the second floor, quietly, like whispers, past the third floor inside beyond that door you hear some low murmurings voices talking from within nothing unobtrusive nothing like too startling but you're moving so quietly there's clearly no interruption in what's being said rounding up to the fourth floor finally you reach the fifth floor and you find yourself standing just in front of a very well-appointed wooden door. 
can I inspect the door for any kind of trap or any kind of, uh, I mean, I'm not like a expert on sort of magical glyphs or anything, but give yeah, me an I'm, investigation check. Okay. That would be a uh, 13. Glancing over the door, you can clearly see that there is a pretty complex lock on the door. Uh, mm. Other than that, it appears normal. Okay. Like there's clearly well, a heavy I... deadbolt in the lock in this door. Um, does this lock look like something... Well, I guess I could just attempt to pick the lock and see see how well I do. Um, so I will do that. Okay. Give me a thieves' um, tools check, which would be your dexterity modifier plus your proficiency bonus, assuming you are proficient in thieves' tools. Oh yes, yes I am. Um, As we get into some truly classic roguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's going to be... Cool. Very nice. Uh, that is going to be... Uh, plus... It's going to be 22. Uh, four. Oh, great. Uh, 26. Okay. Uh, whoever is right behind Sid will feel him crouch down and you hear a slight tinkle as Thieves' tools are laid out on the ground. As uh, Sid's hands come away, the Thieves' tools themselves become visible. Um, but each tool, in turn, that is picked up and used to carefully manipulate this locking mechanism will become invisible again inside of your hands. As you work the lock, the tumblers falling away. Uh, this <laughs> feels like old times. It, it certainly does. Pickpocketing and lockpicking is not a skill you've had to ply in the recent past, but uh, this feels like a return to form as you feel the the gentle tug of pins dropping within the lock. There is a, a delicate motion as your hand twists and you all hear a kerchunk from the lock and there's a silent still moment as you stop as the sound of that lock, though minuscule when compared to the rest of the city noise, was deafening in comparison to the amount of sound you've all been making. But you stop, and you wait, and it doesn't appear as though there's any reaction to the door becoming unlocked. I very, very slowly start to push the door open. Okay. Um, do I hear... Uh, I'd listen to hear if there's any sound inside the inside the room. Give me a perception check. Sure thing. Uh, that would be a dirty twenty. There doesn't. You don't hear anything coming from inside the room. You All hear right. A stomping of feet above you briefly, and then it stops. All right. Uh, I I go in. The rest of you, I'm assuming, follow? Yes, and I'm assuming that Tirza is bringing up the Rearza as she does, and I will close the door behind me. Okay. Carefully closing the door behind you, you find yourselves in 
a very well-appointed entryway. There are clearly a couple of hallways, some rooms off to the side of this room, but the entryway itself is lush and full of... You're not quite sure. It's adornment. It, it's art. There are, there are little statues on a plinth off to one side. There is a pair of spears that crosses the tall door that leads off into another space. There is a, a large table just to the right of the door that has a ceramic bowl of some kind resting there. There is artwork on the bowl, carvings, uh, bas-reliefs, what appears to be intertwining heads of dragons weaving in and around in a stylized motif. Dragons? Serpents? <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? Hmm. And that is where you find yourself. There are there's a hallway leading just to your left that leads deeper into the chambers here. There is a door leading to your right with the spears over it that leads out into a wide sitting room where the windows look out over the uh, the mage's square. There's a door mm -hmm. just in front of you that is shut. I want to check every room just to make sure that there's nobody in here. Okay. A uh, quick sweep of the rooms. This place honestly isn't that big. Yeah. There are... There's a bedchamber. There is an office. Uh, there is a washroom that really... I mean, this place doesn't have running water, uh, but there's mm -hmm. a, a basin that can be filled, and there is, like, a small uh, stove in there that can be used to heat water. Gotcha. Uh, there is a, a kitchen and a dining room just off of the sitting room that overlooks the mage's square. And none of it appears to be occupied. Okay. Uh, I tell everybody that uh, nobody's here, so let's fan out and try and find any information we can. Uh, I am going to head to the office. Okay. I was going to go there, too. All right. Well, yeah, we, we can all go we, should, we should split up, and I will. I I do have advantage on investigation che checks. That's I true. Know that that like that's metagamey, but I no, you're, you're is good at looking for things. Well, then you should take and the office. Sadagar helping uh, also. Yeah, no, uh, Tirza isn't look good at looking for things. Well, actually, hey now. <laughs> Some of that proficiency is just me. Sure, but I'm just saying, like, Sadagar is <laughs> what helps with that, and everyone would be aware of that fact. Yeah, exactly. It's less metagamey than you think. Yeah. I'm good at looking Th for uh, meant, magical yeah. things, which I can't do right now, so... <laughs> yeah, you could do. No. <laughs> I'm not falling for your tricks, Mike. <laughs> not today. Uh-uh. Okay, so tears that can take the office. Um, I will take... Uh, I don't know, is there a bedroom? You said there was a bedroom? There is a bedroom, yeah. I'll ch I'll, I'll check that. Okay. What is everyone else doing? There's the sitting Am room, there's nervous. the kitchen, there's the dining room, there's the washroom. Well, dining room. Okay. Maybe there's some food in here. 
Yeah. That's, that tracks. That's in character. Yeah, definitely. Cherish, what do you I still to? want to go to the office, though. Okay, you can, there can be go more than one of you in a room. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably a lot to find in the We're office. bump into each other. A little no, bit. That's, that's, o- that's okay. Whisper, like, yeah. just be like, there's a Maybe. That's me. What? It's me. It's me. It's not. I'm not Tirza. Oh, shit. Um, sorry, Grawl. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Grawl, give me an investigation check. Or everybody give me an investigation check, I should say. Hooray. Investigation checks all around. Okay. Actually, that dice gave me the fucking botch, so. Eight. These are forks. <laughs> There's... Uh, thirteen. Oh, so many of them. I think this one's a salad fork. Thirteen. That was a Sid? salad. Yeah, thirteen for Sid. Okay. Um, let's see. What tears I get? Um, that is an eighteen. And okay. a dirty twenty for tears. Okay. Take this in ascending order. Grawl poking around the the kitchen dining room area. You can see that yeah, there is some frippery here that is a little bit beyond you. There is a cabinet that is full of silverware and dinnerware that is, like, way too fancy. Why do you need four different kinds of fork? Doesn't make any sense. How much of it is, like, gold? Is it, like, actual silverware? Oh, it's actual. It's very much actual silverware. And the, the plates and bowls seem to have that, like, nice little gold rimming around the edge. Oh, ho, 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 ho. where's Gosh. that bag of holding? Cherish, where's the bag of holding? <laughs> Cherish. We're finding one way to fuck over Atticus Carter. Taking his way to ability one, to eat food. One fork at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Sid, looking through the bedroom, the first thing you notice is the heads on the wall. Oh. They're animals, for the oh, most part. Got- we're all animals, though. When I say for the most part, it's because there are things on display here that are more than just animals. There is the eye stalk of some unknown creature that oh, has shit. been laminated and stuffed up on a wall. There is a large set of fangs off to one side that is bigger than any terrestrial animal you've seen, though you've also fought a chimera and you've seen what those things look like up close. Mm -hmm. There is the skull of some kind of enormous lizard with huge teeth that is reminiscent of, like, a dragonborn or a kobold, but just, like, bigger and longer and meaner. There is a... If it belonged to a scorpion, it belonged to the biggest scorpion that anyone's ever seen. It is (sighs) the end of a scorpion-like tail, where the stinger is as big as your fist. Holy shit. And the centerpiece of all of this... Directly across from the foot of the bed is a stand with a mannequin 
resting on the head of the mannequin is a mask made of a dire lion. The bone spurs coming out from where the fangs are. The eyes clearly bored out to line up with where the human eyes should be. Okay. I'd to point okay. out that this is not, like, in his living room. Or in the living room. This is in the bedroom. This is for mm. private enjoyment. <laughs> I, I said that, and it sounds well, gross. It, I meant it in a creepy it's gross. way. No, not it, a, like... no, but does but the foot of the bed point at the wall? Yeah, 100%. Fuck yeah, this dude. of course, mm-hmm. of course. And you know, first, weirdly enough, first thing you see when you wake up. Weirdly enough, this isn't actually out of Scar's apartment. This is, <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is the real John Human. Some name. guys, some dudes. <laughs> Mounted above the wall, above that mannequin, is a masterpiece of a crossbow. Like this thing clearly looks like it is. Close to being something that fires on automatic. It it has like a chamber where you can load multiple bolts in at once. The cranking mechanism on it appears to be excessively complex. Hmm. Hmm. If this was, I I think to myself, if this was five or six years ago, that is what I would be taking. Uh, and then I... Should I be jealous? No, no, no. For To sell. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't do the shooty-shoot. No, I did not think so. Just making sure. Yeah. Uh, this room is terrifying. I must... I Let's leave. <laughs> <laughs> Cherish. You and Tirza are going through the office. The office you can clearly see is a very well-appointed scribe's workshop, or like clearly something is being conceived here. A book or some kind of manuscript. There are piles of paper here and there that all focus around this intense mahogany desk at the center of this place with like a green velvet top. Mahogany. (laughs) There is a magical glowing sphere that hovers gently above one side of the desk that casts a, a faint glimmering light across the desktop and a little bit of magical artifice knowledge would let you know that you can adjust the tint and, like, brightness of a globe like this. Oh my god, is this one of those, the, the, uh, those, like, under-the-bed lights that gamers, like, the make-your-room-look-like-a-fucking-gaming-laptop <laughs> lights? I think it's a desk lamp, but it's that's... more like this is a method of lighting the room that doesn't require flame. Yeah, forgot it. I didn't realize I was muted. I said it's for gamers. <laughs> <laughs> the wall along the side, cherish that you're inspecting, contains a map of the valley, and not just the valley. It shows the Stormwall Mountains in a broader context than you've ever seen before. It shows individual P 
peaks and passes that presumably lead outward. At least that's where the arrows on the map indicate. There's one in the northwest of the valley. There is one in the southwest of the valley. There is apparently a way out through Srothheim that is indicated. And there is apparently a way up beyond the ring of mountains that is just north of Fair Ames here. There is something labeled in Lake Quelio that is just labeled Colossus. There is a ring around a specific area of the drylands. It stops at the river's edge, moves up beyond the Sun Pass Tower, and ends at a town marked Rushton. And it's just mm -hmm. like a faint black layer of charcoal drawn over that section of the land. And it gets darker the closer it gets to Blue Gulch. There is a faint mm. green patina over the Eastwood that gets darker in certain sections of the Eastwood, one of which you clearly would know is where the Kotbayun has its lair. Um, is the Sun Pass Tower within the charcoal circle? Yes. Is that what you said? Yeah? Okay. I was wondering if that was the you know, underground. There is a series of red markings that seem to come out from Srothheim. They move out into the valley and link certain areas like a section of the map just north of Amberfell and the area just beneath a Marking that seems to indicate where a Bari village might be. There is even a mark on the map to, sig to signal where the Dockmore is, that ancient abandoned castle where you found the Deck of Many Things. Right. There is a second map next to this first one, and that is a detailed map of Stormhaven. It clearly indicates where a lot of... I mean, just extrapolating out from the little parts of Stormhaven you've seen, this clearly shows where certain gangs have taken control. What's upsetting is the fact that all of those markings are clearly old. Like they've been on this paper for a long time. Ugh. There are some recent adjustments to, like, certain areas where, like, clearly things didn't go quite as planned. There's mm -hmm. a big blackened-out hole where Godsboro is that looks yeah. fairly recent. Weird that the dragon fight wasn't <laughs> predicted. But there is, like clear indication that the areas of control that the Bard's Guild currently has are areas where, like, food is produced and textiles are made. Yeah. 
what the yeah. guilds consider the centers of culture and government don't actually represent what makes a city function. Weird. Hmm. The small set of calligraphers' tools that rests below the two maps appears to be a masterful iteration of these tools. Pens and inks and quills of immaculate design. There are even little etches and runes on some of the pens that might indicate that they contain some form of magic. Mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> so much in this place to just take and eat Tirza Boy. you are rifling through the desk the papers on the desktop appear to be like I said someone constructing a manuscript or a book of some kind. There are pages written here that are iterations of certain pages in one stack or a continuous draft of some kind in another stack. Little notes and scraps here and there. Whatever's being written here is written in common. It appears to be just a, a quick glance rifling through it. Uh, some sort of manifesto or call to action or arms. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of talk of like throwing off the yoke of guild oppression. Uh, and it like quickly builds towards talk about the old mage. You just see Zenerva's name used in some of the pages near the end of the manuscript. And they're not in nice ways. The, the broad stroke and some of the notes you see put together, this picture of somebody painting the old mage as the person who supports and holds up this guild structure that's been so oppressive to the people of the valley. As you're rifling through drawers in the desk, none of them are locked. You see pens, inks, other writing utensils. There is a strange, broad piece of metal that you find that clearly has elvish runes scripted across the, the metal frame on the top. It appears to be some kind of cylinder, but there's a slot through the middle that you can clearly see is empty, and it's about the width of maybe a foot. You have no idea what its purpose is. In one of the bottom drawers, you find what appears to be a loose-leaf journal. It is handwritten, 
It's clearly dated. It's written in a script that you recognize but cannot read. Because it is infernal. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think I just immediately hand it to Cherish. And by that, I mean I hold it out because I don't know where she is. If you hold it out and then place it again on the desk, Cherish, you would see this book go invisible and then rematerialize on the desk. Oh, yeah, I forgot that that's how that worked. Mm-hmm. Me read. You go read the journal. Like I said, it's loose leaf, so if you're not careful, the pages just sort of fall out. I'll, I'll be careful. I won't, like, I guess I won't pick it up. I'll, like, you know, flip through it on the desk. Okay. Carefully. Do you start at the beginning? Do you flip to the end? Um... I'll, like, skim through it, you know? Okay. I'm not, like, frickin' Jonathan Gray Goobler on Criminal Minds or anything, but... Based on the dates written in the book, it seems to span about 50 years. There are names, places, all of it referring to the valley. Some kind of mission. Some sort of calling. References to something uh, about my destiny, my goal, my what I must achieve. Lots of references to uh, being sent here for a reason. And as you flip towards the end, a page that seems positively ancient for paper. Rough edges, some light burn marks near the bottom. It stops you cold. As you look at this last page, tears all you see is a a book being flipped through casually and then the final page there's just a catch of silence as Cherish you read a letter that says my daughter if you are reading this you are safe somewhere on the material plane I pray you have found a good home though anywhere is better than here. And I think it is there that we are going to end tonight's episode of Material Components. Ooh, I'm going to have to re-listen to this whole thing. Because yep. as always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at matcomrpg that's spelled m-a-t-c-o-m-r-p-g we also have an email address which is material components rpg at gmail.com we always love hearing from all of our listeners well we know where that went um, <laughs> wow I'm sorry okay. i had to put a gif of the blinking guy in our discord um, <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Like, uh, if we want to just witness your suffering, where do we do um, that? You can do that on Twitter. Um, I'm at Elliot C. Lewis. Um, you can also support me on Patreon through these difficult times. <laughs> <laughs> um, on patreon.com slash Elliot C. Lewis. I also recently opened up a Society6 store. You can find a link to that on my Twitter. Um, cute can... chair stickers. Cute on chair stickers. <laughs> Why the fuck does this guy have a copy of my letter? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. A copy or the letter? Uh, Who else are we? I'm Olivia. <laughs> and where can they find you? I'm at, I'm at Cry Out Olivia on Twitter. Um, that's where you can find me. The best way to keep from having parent drama in D&D games is to make a character doesn't have parents <laughs> you could also do you would also do well to not make your dad mephistopheles but as i've said before and will say again i kind of thought it'd be funny and it kind of is i find it it's, hilarious it yep. is sort of funny um but yeah i mean let's let's talk about what's going on with just everything it's about to go down you guys come hang yeah. out and talk about it <laughs> if you want to find me on twitter and instagram you can find me at the Redimus. Um, I, 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 is anyone else just flabbergasted by the betrayal of Tirza in this episode? I, <laughs> that's I just, that's the flabbergasting so moment. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No one saw it coming, but I think I think if we really go back and examine her character, it, it's been leading up to this point all along. Say, I've been a traitor before, and I will be a traitor again. <laughs> before this. <laughs> Before this campaign is done. <laughs> um, and if you want to find me on social media, I recommend you not do that because I am not there. And instead, uh, use your time effectively. Uh, we, we have a lot of free, a lot of people have a lot of free time these days. Uh, so spend a couple of minutes rating and reviewing our podcast on whatever platform you are listening to it on. Let us know what you think because a lot's happening right now. And, <laughs> you know, we want to hear what you guys think of like these twists and turns. Uh, I, I am fueled by it and I can, I can tell by the, the giddy excitement that Mike is so mm -hmm. excited for us to, uh, to, to, to uncover these mysteries. So, um, Yes, let us know what you think. Oh, and hey, hey uh, if you uh, include the name of an NPC in the subject line of your review, uh, I totally forgot this part because I'm just thinking about what we just heard. Um, we will put that name in this campaign. You could put in a name almost as cool as Motorman Jones, but not quite because that's a really fucking cool name. Yeah, pretty cool. You but who knows? Maybe you'll come up with something better. I'd love it's to possible. hear it. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, Dr. Tummy Scratches. Dr. Tummy Scratches. Uh, the greatest lycanthrope of them all. Um, mm -hmm. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at MKGurgoni, where you can ask me what's going on. 
I might not tell you, but I will enjoy having that brief interaction of me sharing some kind of gif of Mr. Burns or some other malevolent character rolling his fingers against each other going, yes, yes, excellent. Excellent. <laughs> but of course, you can also find our good, good friend Omatep over on Twitter, at NPC underscore AN, because even when he would have no knowledge of a second letter. Uh, because if you notice, certain lines did change in that first paragraph there. Uh, he is, of course, an important NPC. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you to my players for playing and getting yeah. to the, the, the new goody good lorry interior of this campaign. We getting there. We getting there, folks. If this was a turducken we would have reached the savory duck at the center of it. Quite, qu quite, quite nearly, quite nearly. I don't know why that's what popped into my head. But. Isn't the chicken in the center? Mm -hmm. Oh, we haven't no, gotten to a duck. Yeah, we haven't duck. gotten to the chicken yet. Ducks are smaller Tur than duck chicken. in. Depends on the why duck. Why called that? Why not? Depends on the chicken. But at least yeah. was. Thank you all. The whole world just got destroyed again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. As always, the world is chaos. So please, be kind to each other. Goodbye, everybody. See you next time. I think ducks are smaller than chickens. <laughs>